today's show. Jay Dini, a new character who predicts the future, Robin. Jay Dini. You ready for this, boy? Hello, it is I, the great, omnipotent Jay Dini, the almighty sage who sees the future. And I will be on today's show making predictions for 2022. My first prediction is that Howard Stern will have a very happy birthday. May you always stay youthful at heart and continue to love life. Oh, why am I so miserable? Why am I so miserable? It's a good question. I'm extra miserable today. And continue to what? Is, is, I don't know what he said. Continue love life or continue to love life? I don't know what he's saying. I, yeah, well, it's going to be a good segment, Jay Dini, but <laughs> I can't stand the whole Jay Dini persona. Uh, Jay, we let JD be a character on the show called Jay Dini, the one who predicts the future. And honestly, you know, the team really came, the writing team came up with great funny lines for him and everything, yeah. but he'll blow it. He'll fuck everything up with that dumb voice. That's his character voice. Well, usually he <sighs> drops it mid, uh, mid-bit because he can't keep it up. He forgets. Yeah, I told him. I said to him, you know, it's my birthday today. Don't fucking ruin my birthday by ruining the jokes. There's like 17 solid fucking funny jokes in the J.D. And if they're bit. not funny, it's J.D.'s fault, not yeah, I go, the writers. Yeah, don't fuck me. <laughs> this is shaking. your birthday present to him. Yeah. Oh, give up. Our whole birthday. <laughs> Beth said to me last night, what's going to be the birthday show this year? I said, nothing. I told them I don't want any. You know, we're just doing a regular show. Why? Why are you not doing a birthday show? You know, she was excited for me to celebrate yeah. my big day. And I go, because, honey, I don't give two fucks. I don't even want to think about my birthday. Last night, Beth said I was sleeping... You know, she was sleeping next to me, and all of a sudden, she heard me get up and say, oh, fuck. She goes, you know, you just yell out, oh, fuck, as you wake up. And I go, I didn't do that. She goes, no, you do. I go, well, I'm asleep when I do it. You wake up in an oh, fuck mood. <laughs> I even tried to, like, go, you know, today I'm going to be in, like, like, force the mood. Fuck I'm going to be good mood, grateful, you know, all that kind of shit. And I went, hmm, I'm a new age. Let me go try out my new age and see what it feels like. What is your age? You're going to tell me? I don't want to talk about it. And (laughs) then I said, I said, oh, it's my new age. And I, you know, I'm going to go try it out. I put my foot on the floor. There was a shooting pain through my thigh, like, um, (gasps) like a muscle cramp. I don't know where this one came from. I just did the Peloton for a half hour yesterday. I guess it fucked me up. I don't know. (laughs) But I went, oh my God. What a way to, like, I, I got up, yelled, oh, fuck, and put my foot down on the floor and my fucking thigh hurt. And I went, great. Plus, my wife had said on New Year's that it was it's going to be a horrible year this year, which she never says. So that's right. got that's in my head. And um, I said, I know why you said it's going to be a horrible year. I'm trying to get her to take it back because I said we were in a fight New Year's Eve because I wouldn't call my listeners. Ah. And wish them a happy new year. And I said, and that's when she went, I'm bored. Like, like blaming me for her boredom. <laughs> and I was like, and that cut right through me because I'd like to think being married to me, if one thing you're not going to be is bored, you might hate <laughs> me, but you'll certainly not be bored. 
That was not the place uh, to hit you. That's a low blow. <laughs> it was a low blow. And then she went, it's going to be a horrible year. I just see something horrible happening in 2022. And I was like, oh, no. I don't know. And it's like, I just went, let me try out this new age. I put my foot on the floor and all of a sudden there's thigh pain, which I've never had before. Never once had that. I've had knee well, it pain. Didn't I've last, had... did it? I mean, it wasn't like you hobbled uh, down here. No, no, I did. <laughs> did. <laughs> it's still there. It's sore. Oh dear. It was weird, and I don't know. I think I'm decaying. So she was like, Beth was like, "What are you doing special for the birthday?" Because she knows on the show sometimes we have a special birthday show. Yeah. And uh, I said nothing. I do not want. I said. I've got a message from Beetlejuice wishing me happy birthday. I've got a message from, um, oh, from Bob Saget. No. I got a message from, yeah, I have a message from Bob Saget and I have a message from Beetlejuice. She goes, well, I mean, what are any special well, Are you going to play the Bob Saget sure. uh, message? Yeah. Yeah, sure I will. But yeah, here's the big moment. Everybody get ready. Here's my birthday show. It's still with us. Yeah. Everybody was on. I mean, Ralph was fucking crying over Bob Saget on the show yesterday. Caught me by surprise. This is his last good deed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here, here's Bob Saget wishing me a happy birthday. Hey, Howard, Bob Saget here, and I just want to wish you a happy birthday. I'm really happy because you're older than me and you got a real hot ass. There you go. You want to hear the Beetlejuice one? Wait a minute. I got to tell you that I, uh, you know, yesterday we were uh, surprised to learn that Bob Saget had done wonderful things for many, many people without anyone knowing it. And yesterday it continued throughout the day. People saying (laughs) things about what Bob did for them. And the best was uh, Ben Stiller. uh, I think his sister released something saying that Bob Saget uh, agreed to officiate over the the memorial service for their mother and Mira. <laughs> so Bob just did everything. Is it possible now, in retrospect, that Bob was Jesus revisiting the planet? <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, Jesus loved hot women. Is that? <laughs> I don't know if he in his earlier days he loved hot women, but well, Bob, as Jesus certainly did. What we're learning is Bob made Mother Teresa look like an asshole. Like, yeah, who's they're still celebrating her. I don't. Rem, I haven't heard any of these stories about her. Yesterday's show was one Bob Saget miracle after another. <laughs> it was like, you know, first it was like, um, you know, Jimmy uh, with his thing talking about Bob and what a good man he was and what all the favors he did and all, you know everything he did and I don't know. Then it was something else that Bob did. And, and Ralph, right. all of a sudden, you know, Bob Saget saved my sister. Well, there was a woman who called, you know, just average listeners were calling yeah. in. Saying, listeners Bob were calling did this in. for me. Bob did that for me. I went to see Bob at a comedy show, and then I, I had no food, and Bob fed me. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it was like, wow. And then Ralph came on and cried. I mean, it was just amazing. <laughs> All right, you ready for my, the second part of my the second part of my uh, birthday show? Go ahead. And now a special message from the greatest whackpacker of all time, Beetlejuice. Howard, happy birthday, bro! <laughs> 
Tell Howard to kiss his ass and say happy birthday. Tell him to kiss his ass. Alright, I tell you what. Tell Howard to really happy birthday. Spot ass, but tell him happy birthday. On your birthday, kiss your own ass. <laughs> and happy New Year's, you fuck. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I love that, you know. I don't think beats on cameo, so having one of those, you know, personalized Beetlejuice. Yeah. yeah, it's a special Beetlejuice birthday message. But that is uh, funny. Kiss your own ass. There you go. <laughs> there you, that's happy, a celebration. <laughs> happy birthday, you fuck. I mean, happy New Year, you fuck. And happy New Year. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, it's my birthday. I share it with Rob Zombie and um, two people that I personally know, Rob Zombie and Allie Wentworth. Mm, Allie's Allie, uh, birthday is this day? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and like in, in, for a couple of years, we actually celebrated together on the same day. Is that we, right? Yeah, but um, she apparently is not affected by COVID. She She's everywhere. She'll, she's, she has she birthdays. Did she really bad at one point? Yeah, but it doesn't matter. She has parties. She has everything. In other words, she let. She's like, well, when you come out of hiding, we can have a birthday together. And I'm oh, like, she's well, the why one am I? Matter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, well, well, what are you doing? Like, well, well, why are you not in hiding? But yeah, and uh, so every year they're so thoughtful. Rob and Allie always write me, and uh, they always say. Happy birthday first. So I got up this morning and I sent them a little note. Did you beat and them or did they beat you? I beat them. So, Good. This yeah. is the year. You know who else yeah. is having a birthday? And they are shouting their age. Jeff Bezos. It's his birthday. Is his birthday on the 12th? The 12th, yeah. No, I wasn't thinking of him. Who? Oreo, who? the cookie. Oreo the cookies on January 12th was invented? <laughs> it's saying that it's the Oreo cookies 110th birthday. Wow. Is uh, that right? Wow. I was reading it this morning. They're wow. uh, creating a new cookie flavor. See, mm. they know how to celebrate. They're inventing a new cookie flavor that's never been done before for the cookie. And it that includes is... sprinkles in the cookie and Ooh. sprinkles in the filling. I hate sprinkles on cookies. <laughs> I do. I really do. I hate it. Um, really? Yeah, I just do. Uh, you know, but that's, you know, I want to say something. That's an amazing accomplishment for a cookie to be around 110 years. I'll tell you, especially like now they have so many places where you can get homemade almost cookies and right on the corner. Oh, yeah. For, for a cookie to remember there was a cookie too. Was it Hydrox cookies? Was that, that the name right. of it? Yeah. They, they were a ripoff of Oreo, weren't they? Right. I seem to remember that. Oreo was around first, I assume. And then there was Hydrox, which is not a good name for a cookie. But I never ate Hydrox cookies. I think is there I a cookie? had them, and it was always like, well, this is not an Oreo. Right. Like, there was something just not right about them. But you would think the Oreo would have, like, Yeah. They're saying that, I'm just looking online, they're saying that Hydrox, and I thought I read this, Hydrox was the original, invented oh. in 1908. Oh, that is so bad. That's like... Well, where's Hydrox now? Hydrox. They just, um, they just made a comeback. I actually had some last year. They're not as good. Really? Isn't that something? I love stories like this. 
It's like just like Oprah stole uh, uh, Phil Donahue's whole show and format and was better at it than him. <laughs> I always assumed Oreo Cookie was the first. I, the, you know, I did too. This is like Wetson's. Wetson's was a hamburger franchise franchise that was before, way before McDonald's. I used to go to it. I was a little boy. Wetson's. I loved Wetson's. You got the burger, the fry, the shake. Right? Well, Wetson's, whatever the fuck it was, they couldn't figure out how to get out of their own way. And this Ray Kroc, who invented McDonald's, said, Wetson's is great. I'll go do my own thing. He started it, and he beat the shit out of Wetson's. You don't even know what Wetson's is. You don't even see Wetson's anymore. Yeah, I don't know that he invented McDonald's. No, he he, he didn't need to invent anything. He saw Wetson's. And he, and but he, he also took, found somebody who would work with him, you know, who had a little hamburger place. Oh, and, I see. Well, look. And then he called it McDonald's and franchised and did all that stuff for it. In light of this new information, Hydrox is a horrible name for a cookie. That's number one. Sounds <laughs> yeah, like a cleaning product. Medicinal, you know, like right. if you're sick, take a Hydrox. <laughs> Hydrox started in 1908. Oreo came along four years later in 1912. So like Oreo that? ripped them off. Yep, but I'll give it to Oreo. They've been around a long time. That's I didn't know 110 years, and you think about longevity. 110 years for a cookie this day and age when you got a choice of cookies. You go somewhere, there's these cookies that taste right out of the bag. They taste like somebody fresh baked them. And, yeah, there's uh, all kinds now. They're chewy and soft. But for the Oreo to survive, that means somebody goes into a store and says, fuck all these other great cookies. I'm going to choose Oreo. <laughs> that's an amazing. Oreos. Yeah, that's an amazing accomplishment. Are they a public company? I wonder who owns Oreos. Who owns Oreos? They're they're part of a company uh, that is public. But Nabisco I makes Oreos. Nabisco. Nabisco is yeah, probably owned know. by some cigarette company or so. I remember that back in the day. Yeah, when when cigarette companies were diversifying, they started buying good stuff. <laughs> well, I remember you were like, I'm not going to buy stock in cigarettes. And then you learned the cigarette companies were all diversifying into food. They were smart. Into food and candy, yes. Yeah, and then you were like, fuck it. What are you going to do? <laughs> I remember my old man was in the stock. My old man didn't have any money. Or at least it seemed like he didn't. He wouldn't pay for anything. He was fucking cheap, my old My old man's so fucking cheap. I mean, my, I remember years ago, and I started to make some money on the radio. I wasn't, you know, floating in dough or anything. My mother called me up. The house is falling apart, and your father won't fix it up. And I gave him the word. I said, listen, either we fix up this house or we move. Oh, yeah? So what did he say? He said he's not moving anywhere and he's not fixing up the house. <laughs> well, there's said, the word kidding. for you. <laughs> and then my my mother's so fucking manipulative. She would go like, "It's terrible. The bathrooms are dirty and filthy, and they don't work right, and everything looks dirty." And I have to walk downstairs and clean the laundry in the basement. And it's cold and wet. And I was like, oh, and dad won't fix that? He says it doesn't need it. So I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm making an okay living. It wasn't like I was Rockefeller. You know what I'm saying? 
Sure. So, so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, I guess my old man's really broke. I gotta, I gotta step up here because I don't give a fuck really, but I'm famous. And if word gets out that my parents are living in squalor, I look right. like a Your shithead. Mother's in a moldy basement. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, I would have just kept those two there and I let, watched the whole fucking house decay around them because they didn't do jack shit for me. Honestly, <laughs> I was living in a community where I was getting the shit beaten out of me every fucking day and nobody even asked me how I was doing. And now here I am being Jesus Christ of the Stern clan, the savior, because I'm famous now and word gets out. The New York Post finds out that my parents are living in squalor. I'm fucked. That's the only page thing of the you're news. avoiding, the New York Post. Yeah. <laughs> and that they, headline. They keep me clean, that paper. That's a good newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> They're the reason my parents aren't living in a dungeon. <laughs> that post, I can see the front page of the paper, those picture of those two. Standing oh, there. Stern won't pay for their, you know. So <laughs> I was like, uh, I go, Mom, yeah. I'm going to fix up the house. I'll pay for it. That, oh, you don't need to do that. I wasn't telling you this so that you would step up. You know, like, well, and my father didn't say a word. I fixed up. Wait a minute. All. You went and and said, okay, we're going to fix up the house. I'm taking care of it. Your dad said nothing? Cost me uh, certainly well into uh, six figures. You know, I mean, I'm talking a couple of, he didn't say a word. And what he recall, didn't even say you don't have to. I don't do that. I can do no, that. No, 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 no. Wow. I paid for everything. I fixed up the whole fucking house. <laughs> and let me tell you, it was money. It was money I could have used. <laughs> I wasn't a wealthy man. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like right, it, was, right. it was. This was this was a stretch. This wasn't yeah. easy. And I put up everything: new wallpaper, new appliances. I I broke down walls. I've I, you know all things, all things. And I remember I walked in, my father's walking around, all proud, showing me all the improvements. Oh. You know, we got to do something. You know, and everyone very, very proud of the house and how nice it's like. That's what, terrible. You know, my mother was like, we need to open up this wall. <laughs> you know, uh, whoa, hey, you know, open up She's got ideas. She's a decorator. Yeah, we she can go down this wall. <laughs> and then, uh,. I'm like waiting for the big thank you from the old man, you know, like, okay. Yeah, the pat on the back. He was just like, uh, I go, how you like it, dad? He goes, very nice. That was it. That's it. Very nice. That's very nice. Wow. He liked it. Well, goes, yeah, but he could, your it father, was from you. She goes, your father won't say it, but he loves the new house. Uh, it was a real bummer. Terrible. It's very nice. So I was like, I'm sick of being Jesus Christ. No, you're not. You're still no. doing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the psychiatrist told me, what are you doing? <laughs> Yesterday, I was going nuts. I was about to talk to the psychiatrist. I saw my mother was calling. It was one minute to psychiatrist oh. time. You know, so I was like, oh, fuck. I'll call her back. This whole session's 45 minutes. I'll call it back in 45 minutes. I said to the psychiatrist, Jesus Christ, you know what's going to, you know what's fucking driving me crazy today? My mother's going to call every three fucking minutes until I pick up that phone. 
<laughs> he goes, well, why don't you tell her to be patient? Why don't you finally tell your mother to stop calling everything, that you will call her back as soon as you're able to, that she should know that. I said, because it does no good. <laughs> he doesn't know. They are immune to anything you say. Oh, my God. Well, I'm sitting there talking to a psychiatrist. I don't even know what happened because the whole time I'm staring at the phone to wait to see how many times my mother called me. <laughs> you know? Oh, of course. Well, 45 minutes go by, not one single phone call from my mother. And I said, oh. you know, good for her. She's learning to be patient, that the world doesn't revolve you, around you didn't have your therapy session because you were looking at the phone. <laughs> well, I hang up the phone. What do I find out? What? She called Beth. Oh, she wasn't calling me. I can't get a hold of Howard. What's wrong? <laughs> What's going on? Where's Howard? So Beth was on the hydro. And she's never once interrupted her own hydro uh -oh. session. The whole session is 20 minutes or something. Right. And uh, she goes, well, I saw it was your mother. I said, I better pick up. I go, you should. She's got to learn to be patient. She goes, well, what if it was something very serious? I go, let's say it was. What is, you know, we always assume my father died or something. My mother's called. Whenever I see my mother calling in a panic, I go, let's say my father did die. What would I do? It can wait 45 minutes. I'm not going to spring. I mean. It's not like I can revive them, you know? He's gone. <laughs> I can't revive the old man. She goes, well, I can't do that. I go, my mother's got to be patient. Well, uh, I don't think you've taught her anything Nothing. in your entire life. And believe me, she's not going to learn a lesson now. I that, you sound like me, you see? <laughs> I said, it's just, it's just as easier to just pick up and interrupt everything I'm doing. <laughs> You know what I mean? And what Just was the emergency? Yeah. My mother is a very fearful woman. And uh, the big emergency was my sister was going to the dentist. Right? Uh-huh. Going to the dentist. So she got a hold of Beth. She goes, Beth, in tears. I've been calling my daughter all day and no one's answering. <sighs> Something horrible must have happened. I'm not hearing back. The dentist did something to her. So I, Beth said, oh, okay, uh, what do you want me to do? Cut in touch with her. Tell her to call me. <laughs> <laughs> so this Beth is a goes, poor well, woman with really nothing to do. <laughs> I know. She's got nothing to do. <laughs> Beth got a hold of my sister, and my sister was like, what? She goes, my appointment's tomorrow. It's not even oh today. Oh, my God. And, yeah, and, and I'm fine. She goes, I'm just going to the dentist. But my mother. But why oh, didn't she answer her mother? She didn't. She was probably taking a nap or she was out. She wasn't by the phone. And I told my mother, just let me handle things. When I'm ready, I'm not avoiding you. If I'm in the middle of something, I will call you back as soon as I'm able. She was convinced something bad happened to my sister. Why? Well, of I don't course. know. Well, going Nobody's to the dentist. Back to her. <laughs> yeah. Going to the dentist is like going to the electric chair for my, you know, I have tremendous problems with my teeth. My sister does too, because my mother was so afraid of the dentist when we were growing up. I told you we were not allowed to have Novocaine. I was not allowed to have Novocaine. I think they let my sister have it mm. for some reason. 
She she would not stand for it. I was a, a fucking soldier. Those two, they did more experiments on me like Mangala did to the Jews in, in World War II. I mean, literally, my mother would have me strapped into the chair at the dentist, and the dentist would say, Mrs. Stern, please let me give this boy uh, some Novocaine. We can be out of here in two minutes. No, Novocaine. Oh, I don't believe in it. But, but I have to drill two cavities. He'll be fine. The dentist would look at me and he'd say to me, um, Howard, it, when the pain gets too bad for you, just raise your hand and, and I'll stop. Your mother doesn't want you to have Novocaine. I'd be like, okay, you know, it was, it was an innocent. <clears throat> I Wait thought my mother knew what she was, was talking about. That was behavior for the dentist. The dentist should have said, I'm yeah. taking this child to court and taking him away from this family. Yeah, well, They're no tortured. one stepped in. No one. You think, <laughs> why am I such a fucking bitter man? No one stepped in. Not one goddamn adult. There were so Fuck many... You opportunities to save you and nobody yeah. did it well where were you sitting there doing whatever the, you were doing i was a year older than you how was i gonna well, save you you could have said someone should have stepped in you were a year older i was seven yeah, i needed a, a sensitive seven-year-old to step in and set my parents right and then the guy would begin the drilling and 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 you know uh, remember the dentist arguing with my mother going you know, Mrs. Stern, if you let's let me give him Novocaine, this could be over in one minute. I could just d- drill uh, yeah. the cavity and and fill it, and we'll be done. No Novocaine. My mother was convinced, like these fucking anti-vaxxers, that the dentist was out to kill me, and that Novocaine was a plot by the government. Oh it was my some god! Kooky this is who raised you. <laughs> one yeah, of I those mean, people. well, yeah. And did your father know you weren't getting Novocaine at the dentist? He didn't care. Whatever my mother did was her prerogative. She was, he just, as long as he went to work, he didn't (laughs) give two fucks. Jeez. But uh, everyone's living on the lap, in the lap of luxury. Uh, Don't worry about it. For you, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, when my mother was going through a bunch of different health issues all at the same time, and yeah. I took over running everything, and uh, they were about to throw her out of the hospital for some reason <laughs> or other, yeah. and I got her, I made them stop, and uh, I came down that weekend, and she's sitting in the bed looking at me, and she says, well, I'm lucky I had you, aren't I? <laughs> I'm like I'm, yeah, and I'm glad one of us was lucky. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, I didn't feel too lucky. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so um, so my mother thinks if you go to the dentist, some bad shit's going to happen to you. And because uh, she had bad shit when she was a little girl, when she when she went to the dentist, it's her business. I won't get into it, but the dentist was a real asshole to her. So she she's got this phobia with the dentist. Every dentist is that way. Yeah. Yeah, every dentist is that way to my mom. And um, so as a result, we never got braces or we never got the proper, really the real proper care that the dentist was begging her to do for us. Mm-hmm. So as a result, now that we're older, we do have a lot of trouble, um, you know, with our bite and, uh, and such because um, right. our teeth didn't line up. Because when you come from the, the, the fucking twisted family tree that I'm from, nobody had straight teeth. You you know, Robin came from a fucked up family, but look at those gorgeous teeth. They did have straight teeth. They had straight teeth. This woman's never had braces, and she got gorgeous teeth. I, you look at me; it looks like um, uh, 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 a crossword puzzle. You know, they they blank out some <laughs> of the fucking spaces, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's crazy. 
It looks like a maze. You can't get a maze. It, you know, yeah. one straight line. <laughs> yeah. Not even sure that I have human teeth in my head. <laughs> I mean, my teeth look fine now, and they're fine because I go to wonderful dentists to, uh, you know, correct it of all the mistakes. But uh, Jesus, what a nightmare! It was a period of time I was spending uh, every week at the dentist as an adult. Yeah. To try to, to because I had such pain from uh, yeah. Well, you know, well, listen. You, between the some, dentist and the psychiatrist, nobody could see you. <laughs> this is some birthday I'm having. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. Oh, are they going to call today? Your parents? Will no, 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 no. They, we're here suffering. We're suffering. Yeah, my parents will call me. They, they won't call on the air. I thought you meant on the air. No, they'll, no, my mom no, will call. No, 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 no. I just meant today sometime. No, ago. my dad won't call, but my mom will. Yeah. Yeah, my dad, he, he can't hear anything on the phone anymore. Could he write a we, note? No, no, no. They, 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 that would require, you know, they have a very busy day. That would require a lot of time, which they don't have. No, a note. My father wouldn't <laughs> write me a note on my birthday. Are you kidding? He doesn't even fucking... He, it, 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 it's irrelevant, my birthday. A note. <laughs> never got a note in my... I got a note one time to tell me how shitty I was on the radio. Oh, jeez. A critique. You sent the tape, so I'm going to tell you what I think of it. It, it was right. It was horrible, but <laughs> it's a little brutal. <laughs> yeah, things are going great. Things are going great. <laughs> What's that cough? But uh, that's COVID. I just <laughs> caught it from my, my anger. Gave it to me. But uh, yeah, so yesterday my mom was on fire. But my 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 beautiful wife got in touch with my sister, and uh, and my sister was like, "This is silly. I, my appointment at the dentist is tomorrow, not today." Well, today we she'll go, be on guard again. Yeah. Well, I told her, please answer your phone when mom calls. Keep me out of this. My mother was in a panic. And then, then I, then I go, Mom, you were call. I said you were calling me. What's going on? It's all right. I feel terrible. I'm embarrassed. I, uh, I called Beth, and I told her to take her machine and write your sister. I go, well, Mom, what? Why did? Why is Beth writing is the same as you calling? She's not going to be able to get in touch with Ellen. But she did. She got in touch with her. I go, yeah. What happened? I had the wrong date. <laughs> you had the wrong date i'm very embarrassed i go mom just wait for me to call you back just know if i don't call you back right away it's because i'm in the middle of something you know i'm very busy but i uh, trust that i'll call you back you don't have to bother anyone else but i didn't hear from your sister i was scared and and peter didn't call peter's my sister's husband i go well they, they must have been doing something Everybody was, everybody was jumping too to try to solve the problem yesterday. But there was no problem. There was absolutely no problem. <laughs> yeah, but today's my birthday. So Beth, when I woke up this morning, she goes, "Happy birthday, birthday boy!" And I go, "Ah." Oh. <laughs> what do you want for dinner for your birthday? I said, "You know what? I'm going to break my diet. I'm going to have some spaghetti." 
I like spaghetti. It comforts me. But uh, I really shouldn't eat the spaghetti because I'm gaining weight. Why am I gaining weight? Because it's fucking cold here in New York, and I go for my walk. I, I was doing a four-mile walk a day. You can't. You didn't walk yesterday, did you? Fuck no. It was like 20 degrees. <laughs> That's what I, I was thought. freezing my ass. No. And then... There. And I don't like walking on a treadmill. I got a treadmill, but I don't like walking on it because my ankle starts to hurt. It's only when I walk outside I'm good. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's something I'm doing on that treadmill. So I just want to walk outside. What about outside. your Peloton? I did the Peloton. But, oh, I mean, how oh, long oh. can you sit there? Did I have, and these fucking people, they, I do that Peloton. You know, people are so childish. I like Peloton, but I hate the community. You know, they, they say one of the selling points of these uh, this exercise equipment is you have a whole community of people. I go, they're a community of needy motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm sitting there doing my routine with the Peloton, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not in a live class. It's a recorded class. But if anybody happens to be on the class with me at the same time, don't ask me how this works. They ask you for a high five. Can you imagine uh, a high five? In other words, somehow you go on and if you press your screen, you can annoy the other people on with you and ask for a high five. It's like, right. I, think about reality of that. Imagine you were in an exercise class and you turn to somebody you don't know and you go, would you please give me a high five? <laughs> and I'd say, you know, I'm going to punch you in the fucking face, you loser asshole. I'm just exercising. I don't want to touch your hand. I don't want to high five you. Don't interrupt me. Yeah, it would be completely inappropriate in a live class. Why is it okay right. when you're trying to do the class and, uh, you know, from a recording? So I'm pedaling away and I see the, the thing comes up on the screen with a, with a hand, a, a symbol uh-huh. of a hand. And it goes, you know, please give me a high five. And How I'm do like, they ride um, and do all that. Exactly. They're not, they're not pedaling. There's no way they could be doing that while they're pedaling. You're like, it just doesn't even occur to me to go searching for high five. Now I'm staring at this hand and I go, Jesus Christ, I'm not a scumbag. Should I, I can dismiss it, but then they bother you again. I could dismiss it or I could just press high five and give the guy what he wants. Now, is there so any now, way to turn that off so it doesn't happen? No. No. No? I need a fuck off button. They don't have a fuck <laughs> off button where you go, fuck off, loser. I don't want to high five you. You're so needy. You need you need to tell me for a half hour you can't be on a bike without a high five. That's how fucked up you are. I guarantee you. First of all, in order to set that up, I'm sure you got to slow down. So now I got to, now, now I'm sitting, I'm not paying attention to the instructor. I'm sitting there going, oh, I don't want to high five, but I'm neurotic. I'm going, man, maybe that's a scumbag move. I'm not a good guy. I'll just high five this asshole and get rid of him. So now I slow down. I press the fucking uh, hands thing, and uh, and then you tr- you have to dismiss it. But it's so tiny. I'm poking at right, the screen. Right, you're not hitting the right thing yeah. or whatever. It's annoying. Whatever thing you're supposed to hit on that yeah. screen. The great thing but about you, for, you have for, you have um, confused or collapsed, shall we say, having mm. boundaries with being a scumbag. Yeah, I know. I'm not doing what I feel I need. I'm trying to do the right thing. And the right thing is, hey, do what's good for me. Well, yeah, that high five isn't going to kill anybody. No, you're right. And I act like it will. And you know what? It's not going to make you get, it's not going to elevate you to sainthood. And by the way, what am I high-fiving them for? The fact that they're doing their peloton? They're there and they see you. (laughs) You out of shape motherfucker. (laughs) 
mean, my God, you're so childish. You need a high five from a stranger. By the way, I don't think I've ever high five someone in my life. I don't high five. I don't like it. I hate it. You don't I like hate, it? I hate high five. I do. It's just so <laughs> Now you're just wimpy. trying to add to your list of hate. <laughs> Maybe. My list of hate. God, the guys, every year on my birthday, we put together my list of hate. <laughs> and it was so long, I even got bored listening to it. I hate leaving my house. I hate flowers. I hate the word party. I hate parties. I hated that fucker, Prince Charles. What a maggot. I hate talking on Zoom. I hate when people waste the time of the police. I hate April Fool. I've always hated being on the radio. I love it, but I hate it. I hate texting. <laughs> I hate social media. The one thing I hate is when people take my picture. I the hate listening thing. to my radio shows. I hate wearing socks. I hate to quote science. I hate having a live audience. I think it's the worst. Worst thing ever. I hate going anywhere for pleasure. I hate spray. Miguel. I hate that guy. Miguel. I hate unrequited love. I can't stand when I go to a concert and they sing along. I hate it. I hate that show. I'm not watching it. Squid Games. Not watching it. I hate Chucky. Such a little fuck. I hate when people use that word OCD. Beth and I hate the same people. I hate when people's superpowers get stolen. I hate that fucking Halloween. <laughs> I hate that fucking Halloween, I'll tell you. Oh, I hate the whole thing. I hate it. I, I hate you all. That's why I hide in my house. I'm so happy in quarantine. I don't want to deal all. with anybody. <laughs> I hate. I really do hate high five. I'm not, I'm not saying that for any other reason. And hopefully I high five. I've never seen you give a high five. Never. You never see me high five. When people high five me, it's like like if they go, hey, high five. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I'll do it, but I don't right. ask for a high five. Yeah, I'm not you never that have initiated a high five. I'm hoping that uh, high five has died with the COVID virus, if there's anything good that comes out of it. Well, just so, watching that Bill Maher show, people don't know what to do now when they greet you. Some people start to hold out their hand, then they take it back, and then they uh, they go el uh, elbow fist, uh, or they you know they then bow. They don't know what to do. I know. So we took my hot, my hate list and called a joyologist. I didn't know there was such a thing, but this radio show is a joyologist. This person brings joy to people. That's Ooh. their gig. I want that. And, um, oh, my God, the guys are so good at this. This is really not an edited clip. They have everything in a computer of all my hates, and it sounds like a real conversation because I have so many things I hate. It, it kind of just worked. Uh, but according to Google, a joyologist is someone whose job is to support and encourage your physical and mental health. Basically, like and a poor man. There's a job for that. It sounds like a poor man's life coach. So here we go. Well, even life coach is stupid. I mean, our parents didn't have life coaches. <laughs> yeah, and look at them. They took you to the dentist and made you sit there without an overcane. Maybe they should have. Okay, here we go. Here's the Joyologist radio show with my list of hate. Well, good afternoon. And somebody else is just coming on. Good afternoon. Who's calling? Hi, my name's Rusty. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. I hate New Year's. Pardon? Oh, sorry. That's my dad, Howard, who's here with me. Hi, how are you doing? Horrible. Dad hates a lot of stuff, especially the fact that his birthday's coming up. And I complain every year and nobody cares. Just aggravated with everything. Well, 
Getting old is not for sissies. That's right. <laughs> Just getting older is not for wimps. Tell me what upsets you most about getting old. Is it limitations it's everything. of things? or it bothers me. Everything bothers me. I mean, are you crazy? Why am I angry? I got every right to be angry. <sighs> okay. I even tried cheering him up by getting him into some hobbies. Hobbies? I hate that. You know, finding something that is of interest. Um, my husband and I started an online um, travel agency. I don't like traveling. I, um, I don't like to travel, and I don't like airplanes. You see what I'm dealing with here? Can you convince him a hobby would make him happy? Well, I I have I love. Um, you know, word puzzles and different things like that. I hate puzzles. I myself love jigsaw puzzles. Think about it. You're going to take a beautiful picture, and someone's going to tear it up, and you're going to put it back together again. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't like games. I'm not fun. I think finding new people. No way. Um, I hate people. Even if you're meeting online. Nope. You know, try something on Facebook. I hate social media. That's, that's I will never do that. I'm sorry. You know, you can be a blessing to your son. Yeah, I know. And he would miss you so much if you weren't there. So, yeah, all so right. take advantage and just okay. be a blessing to somebody every day. Oh. Um, and you have have a happiest, happiest birthday. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, whoa. Dad is actually smiling. Oh, I'm so happy. You've turned him around. I've never been this happy. Amen, amen, amen. I have a feeling of, of elation. It's been a wonderful, wonderful call. Oh. Because any time oh. that we get to share oh. with people and lift them oh. up and... Um, Oh, no, it's a parade. Yeah. Dad ain't going to like this. I hate parades. Damn it. Oh. Oh. Um. <laughs> I hate clowns. I'm not a child. What? Oh, dang this parade. Uh. All your hard work is ruined, ma'am. Now, is there a... I hate fireworks. I think fireworks are such so horseshit. Uh, 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 Dad, oh. stop it right there. You can't curse on the radio. What? Well, Come on already. Thing is, with... uh, uh, fuck. Oh, no. Stop, stop talking. Well, we're going to close out today. Just have the happiest of birthdays. And even if you're too many candles on the cake, have the cake anyways. Nice. I like the song. What's that song? Walking on sunshine. Walking on sunshine. Horrible song. Who does that song? Katrina and the Waves. Oh, Katrina and the Waves. What a horrible name. Katrina and the Waves. Imagine you have a band. Katrina and the Waves. Oh. Boy. We suck the joy out of that joyologist, huh? Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you and your joy. Fuck you! Yeah. Wow. Um. Oh, see, a lot of people are on the phone with birthday uh, wishes. Good birthday wishes. High pitches on. Oh, of course. The whack pack would show up today. Yeah. Let's see. 
Let's get that out of the way. Hey, I pitch. Hey, good morning. How are you? Yeah, good. <laughs> so, Joy, happy, happy New Year. Happy New Year, Eric. Happy New Year. I have a phone to pick with Gary. Oh, okay. really? Yeah, so me you too. know how you walk Get in line. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, Howard, well, Gary, I'm talking. So, Howard, you know how you want me involved with the show more often? Yes. So I, I emailed Gary a birthday video for you. Right. And and did you get the birthday video at all? No. What, oh, so Gary, what was wrong with it? None of, us yeah. could open so it. None of us could open it. It's so a weird file. I sent it to Jason. He couldn't open it. We were afraid to open it. We thought we were going to get viruses, so we just let it be. He sent so you it, like, sent it wrong, Eric. Well, I would never do that to you. No, we understand that, but in other words, I understand Gary's pain. He's saying they were anxious to get your, you know, in other words, who knows? It could have been a funny thing for the show, but they repeatedly tried, and, and in your own sort of unique way, you sent a file, of course, that can't be opened. You know what I, I mean? I had to use Dropbox or whatever it right. was. Yeah, whatever use Dropbox. It was. it was something. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it was didn't work. <laughs> So, what are you going to do? But thank I you. I sent it to Sal. I sent it to Sal in a text message. Well, maybe hey, you should give the message live. What is the message? Yeah. Well, I said happy birthday to you, and I, mm. and I said, have a happy Howard birthday. Oh, how nice. All right. Thanks, Eric. It's like you I have was a, there. Right. Thanks. <laughs> so, so Howard, we spent Howard, hours trying so, to open that. So, Howard, yeah, so... So you have having pasta for dinner tonight? Yes. Yes, I am. Yeah. I'm going to have pasta. Me, me too. That's what I'm having for dinner, too. All right. Well, we'll celebrate I together. I quite a departure for you. Yeah. I, this is the first time in a year I'm having it. You probably have that every night. But uh, but anyway, no, thank you, Eric. Night. I, I change it up every couple of nights. Yeah. You know, I made a resolution to myself. Okay. Good. All right, I started Eric. my new diet this. I started my new diet this year. Yeah, so did Oprah. I was on Oprah's Instagram, and uh, I guess Gail Oprah King had made her starting a new diet. Yeah, now I guess finally, as a representative of Weight Watchers and a major shareholder, she finally got on and just went. You know, we ate out of control this season, and we ate like we like food had just been invented. <laughs> and now, though, she goes, and now I'm throwing out everything that's bad in the house. You know, Even she's starting all of biscuits. Chad, everything's good. Well, the, the big example was uh, Gail King had made a cake for the holidays. Uh -huh. And Oprah was throwing out this enormous cake. Like half of the cake was like half the cake was left. And she's showing how she's throwing it out. And this thing looked like a brick. I mean, it was the size of, you know, the, of, of uh, it, was, it was three feet long and three feet deep. This Why cake. would Gail do that? I don't know. Well, listen, that Gail's got some tuchus, too. Listen, just like <laughs> Oprah. They, 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 the two of them are ignoring the Weight Watchers credo. Uh, I don't know. With don't the tight be mean pants. to Gail. I love Gail. I love Gail, too. I love Oprah. I got nothing against them. But don't be the fucking spokespeople for Weight Watchers and eat out of control. And then, and then you know, I mean, come on. Come on already. Am I the only one that knows what's going on around here? <laughs> yes, you do. I swear to God, it's outrageous. I mean, the the the, the... It is. 
Is it Gail <laughs> King, the woman from CBS? Yes, Gail yeah. King. I know Gail personally. I even uh, once said to her, Gail. I, I love her. I once said to Gail, how funny would it be if Oprah saw you and I became best friends and I stole away you, Gail? And, you, I, you know, she goes, oh, my goodness, Howard. I said, that would be the best. Gail, please, I'll put effort into this. Be my best friend. Come, Oprah. <laughs> I said it to her. And she giggles and she goes, oh, Howard. You know, Oprah would probably really love you. I go, she would. Yeah, but Tell she's her. not introducing you. <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't. She's not taking that chance. But why would Gail go to Oprah's house and bring her a cake that was at least 32 million Weight Watchers points? <laughs> I mean, really, it's almost like... I mean, you know she's the would I bring, Weight Watcher. Would I bring alcohol to a sober person? No. No. You know what? You're well, no you fun anymore. Bring, get uh, Sam a, a case of champagne. <laughs> well, he was hardly sober. I said, I should go. Yeah, you know what? You're no fun anymore. You were much more fun when you drank. So, so here, here's a case of champagne. <laughs> that's that's an alcoholic. I gave Sam a case of champagne, and like every bottle got open in one yeah, sitting. He he drank the whole case. <laughs> Everything like a case. <laughs> you know, God bless him. That was a that was a funny man. Oh yeah, you should have seen this. You should have seen the size of this cake. Uh, you got to follow Oprah. Not that she needs more followers; she's got like fifty b- bazillion. But uh, this cake, well, you know human what, Howard? Size. You have never told me about Oprah Daily. I don't know that you know, Oprah Daily. Oprah I will, Daily what is was it? what I got channeled to when I was trying to get you that Oprah Journal. Yeah. And I, you know, had to give them some information in order to order this Oprah journal. And hmm. now I get email from Oprah oh. every day you can telling follow- me can- things. Can't you unsubscribe? I just realized that this was happening. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, because I went on that portal. So I went on. There's an Oprah shop. And she has hmm. products she sells in her Oprah shop. Jeez. And you can also subscribe for like thirty nine dollars a month to hear Jeez. from Oprah. God, she she just gets her gets her hands on every God. There's no end to the money machine there. No, I Why, can't believe you know who's Oprah's agent because my agent says I'm not allowed to do any of that stuff. He goes, it's tacky. <laughs> you don't want to always be milking your audience. And I'm like, right, right, yeah, right. I don't want to milk the audience. Yeah, because you don't want to be some guy like constantly, you know charging $39 for this or, you know, it's nice enough that your audience pays for a, a serious subscription. It's enough. I go, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants all that Oprah money? <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. I go, well, well, Don, what about a t-shirt? Cause you don't want to be one of those guys. I go, right. Of course not. I, I don't, I don't want to sell a t-shirt. How much money do they get for those t-shirts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I don't want that. He goes, you know, if it's if it's a book or something, that's different. That has gravitas. Go right, right. Oprah doesn't seem to be embarrassed to charge her audience for every fucking thought that she has. I mean, yeah, like like you know, go on Weight Watchers. Go go get Sirius XM. I just got to deal with that. Go get you know. Here's my new TV channel. Here now, I'm no longer interested in my TV channel. Now I'm no longer interested in Weight Watchers. Maybe my agent is working with Oprah and. 
keep me uh, from competing with her. <laughs> <laughs> but I always agree with Don. I do because I I think that basically I don't think it's right to constantly be fucking milking the audience. Yeah. I know there are people in my audience who are you know devout listeners who would pay for you know these premium things. You know, here's my premium website. Here's my premium newsletter. Here's my premium. Blah, 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 blah. It's now where, you know what? I get enough. I got enough money. But it would be nice to have Oprah money. My God. <laughs> When's Oprah going to start farting in a jar and selling it to people? But I said to that Gail King, well, how great would it be if you became my best friend and you came over to the dark side and all of a sudden Oprah can't get you on the phone? You're like, oh, Howard and I are just busy today. We're, we're here in New York. We're doing stuff. It was a point where I was going to marry Gail King. I was going to fuck her and marry her. <laughs> just, just to fuck to, with Oprah. <laughs> just to fuck with Oprah. Because Oprah would have to hang out with us. Gail would be like, look, I know you've had your problems with Howard. But he's my husband. And I'm in love with him. And I'd be sitting there giggling in the bedroom. Gail, tell Oprah. It'll be fine. As soon as Oprah apologizes to me, we'll go over and we'll spend some time with her. <laughs> What's Oprah apologizing for? Who cares? <laughs> for making me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Can you imagine? I really was going to make a move on Gail King. And at the time, you know, Gail hadn't been with a guy for a while. I think she was hungry for love. I really do. She even said to me, Howard, you know any good guys? Blah, blah, blah. I said, you know, I do know one good guy. A really great guy. Me. <laughs> and then she would look at me like, oh, my God, this is so wrong. Get Oprah will never forgive me. I go, is it so wrong? Is your happiness so wrong? Gail, I want to put my penis inside of you so badly. <laughs> I want you to be mine. Let's just say fuck Oprah and let's just be happy. Oh, Howard, I want that so badly, but Oprah's my best friend. Gail, look at me. All right, don't look at me. <laughs> I want to be your Stedman. You know how how you always feel like a third wheel when Oprah's with Stedman. Although I suspect Stedman feels like a third wheel. <laughs> oh Howard, I can't do this. You're the one person I can't make love to. But Gail, you're you're you have. When's the last time you fucked a guy? It's been years, Howard. I, it's been years. Even Charlie Rose didn't hit on me. <laughs> what's going through your mind Gail oh Howard if this is so wrong why does it feel so right because love conquers all Gail we, no, we will choose between you and Oprah <laughs> but you must my darling you must <laughs> I gotta go tell Beth I have to leave so I can go fuck Gail King and see how Oprah reacts to it I'll be back. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? Oh, Howard, it's Gail King here. No, oh, get out of here, high pitch. I didn't know you were still on there. Enough of it. <laughs> that was funny. You know what, Gail? You're thinking with your brain. Let's think with our hearts. You know what you want, and I know what I need. <laughs> I didn't want this. I know you don't want this. We can't help who we love. Right. 
And I and will and I will straighten things out with Oprah. Let's see here. I think this is what you're talking about. Oprah insiders. Can you imagine? Oprah that insiders. Was, yes. They're trying to get me. <laughs> Oprah insiders get unlimited website content. Can you, what is that? A weekly newsletter. One year of O quarterly. I think that's, is that still going on? I don't think so. I guess so. And some kind of digital sense or something. Member only invitations to private Oprah and Gail video live streams. <laughs> oh, God. This, See, I mean, you got to there before you can get invited to the house, Howard. <laughs> Schnurras. I'd, I'd even say to Gail, if I was going out with her, I'd be like, Gail, you got to tell Oprah to stop being such a schnurr. It's just terrible. And you get two books, The Power of Connection and Let It Go. The cost is $50 a year, but there's an offer now for only $25 a year. That oh, means that's nobody what could. it was? Because I was yeah. like, what the heck is this? Included are Oprah's leftovers from Thanksgiving, and you also get a, a Oprah's used tampon. They send it to you. you can, that's perfect for framing. Yeah, all of that for 25 bucks. <laughs> it's terrible. It is terrible. My agent's right. For $50 a year, you get a jar of Oprah's nail clippings. They're, they're actual nails from uh, Oprah. But just the audacity. You can watch me and my best friend. Right. Only... Member-only invitations to private Oprah and Gail video live streams. Can you imagine what that is? What what, what, are you, my, what am I hearing? I, they used oh to God. do that. Somebody's when Oprah <laughs> When Oprah signed up with Sirius XM for $50 million, it was supposed to be Oprah. They, they, she, she, she put Gail King on, and Gail would call Oprah once or twice a year, and they'd have a conversation. <laughs> that was for $50 million. And the conversation, nobody listened to. Nobody cared. You get private video of Oprah and Gail talking. What do you get? A un unlimited website content. What could be on the website? Unlimited. You know what probably you get? <laughs> probably other Oprah Nudniks who all talk to each other. There's a private forum Maybe, or something. Maybe, I don't yeah. know. A weekly newsletter. You get the weekly newsletter, right? I guess that's what I'm getting. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. I did a search and I was like, Oh my God, my, my inbox is full of Oprah. <laughs> also included one of Oprah's broken toilets, a discarded toothbrush, Oprah's pube clippings and, uh, an Oprah, uh, Oh, a video of Oprah brushing her teeth, which is an extra $50 that you get to see her actually do her regimen and, uh, have teeth like Oprah. Wow. Awesome. Then there's a $5 three-month intro offer, which gets you one issue of O quarterly, but does not include the two digital books, The Power of Connection, and Let It Go. So you can do that for five bucks. Oh, if you just can't scrape any more than five bucks together. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the $25, the $25 <laughs> offering is way better, you know, because you get the Oprah used bathwater and uh, discarded weeds from Oprah's garden, her exclusive <laughs> garden in Montecito. <laughs> well i'm testing this out on you she says with that journal of hers in a year yeah. you will be a different person <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah, good luck let's see if you're not on if you're not an oprah daily insider member you're free to enjoy two free articles per month on oprah daily.com oh well, that's generous 
Well, I didn't realize they were giving that away. Well, maybe mm-hmm. that's what you'll join since you need to know what Oprah's up to and think yeah, maybe at I'll, all times. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll just sign up for the um, the Daily Insider. Uh, not for the Daily Insider membership, but just the two free articles and see if I, how I like that and right. then maybe work my way into paying for stuff. Maybe that's the best way to go. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, that's very generous. The New York Times doesn't even do that. I had to pay for a full subscription. Right. They don't give you anything Mm. for free. They always flash up. That's your last free article. (laughs) That's it. You get four and that's it. You're cut off like heroin. Nice. Oprah Daily Insider is available to both U.S. and Canada residents only with a U.S. currency-based card, Amex, Visa, MasterCard, and Discover. Do you think Oprah spends 10 minutes working on content for the Oprah Daily Insider? She's got a team. No, I think it's done already. Yeah, it's all done. Zero point zero <laughs> right <laughs> the oprah daily insider what could that be I, i'm almost gonna i think i'm gonna subscribe so i could see Let what that see is if i can pull up a an email that i got i bet you it's all useless <laughs> <laughs> you know what i get a free email uh every it's called uh, it's really good actually it's called recommendo jimmy kimmel turned me on to it recommendo recommendo, uh, recommendo. and kimmel, what it is kimmel. is uh, when people, they, they, they sort of uh, have a, 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 an amalgamation is the word, I think, of just different ideas, like, like cool stuff or cool TV to watch or cool uh, products or cool this or that. And they, oh, that's you know, they, useful. Yeah. And that's basically what Oprah's selling you. No, it's not. You know, Let's see it's not even that good. <laughs> it's not. No, it's not. It's not even that good. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, guess what I missed? What? The vision boarding workshop. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. last night. <laughs> we should sign up and get on that. Oh, That'll help my me. Goodness. <laughs> well, that one was hosted by Gail and somebody else. Oh, Christ. And a special guest. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Special guest. David Bowie from Heaven. <laughs> Hey, yeah, so anyway, uh, so today's my birthday, and uh, that got me thinking about past birthday shows, because Beth was saying to me this morning, hey, what are you doing for your birthday? And I go, nothing. Just a message from Beetlejuice. and I mean, we got a lot of stuff to do, but nothing birthday-related. But and for those of you who love past birthday shows, uh, Saturday Soundtracks is our weekly music show on Howard 101. It's also on the Sirius app, of course. Each episode features different musical performances from the show. Uh, since Saturday Soundtracks launched in 2019, here's a stat. We've highlighted over 300 songs. This Saturday, we're going to spotlight some of the best music from birthday shows over the years. Mm. We started doing my birthday show in the 80s when Robin uh, basically said, hey, I'm going to throw a birthday show, and she put it all together every year and the show over the years featured some great musical acts to celebrate my big day (laughs) (laughs) i i remember a lot of amazing performances um gosh uh even the house bands were great acts like train and joe walsh spin doctors blues traveler leslie west um here i'll I'll give you a couple of memories from past birthday shows one year leslie west my dear friend Leslie West, who I loved, you know, he was my childhood hero. I loved Leslie West. Rest in peace. Just thought he was the greatest. 
And uh, this is uh, Bring It On Home. Phoebe Snow, the late Phoebe Snow, who could oh, sing like no other. Phoebe was so good at those birthday shows. And uh, they just started uh, riffing on uh, Bring It On Home. If you ever change your mind leaving, leaving me Leslie now. Look at him. Phoebe Snow was a lovely woman. and bo- Her big hit song was Poetry Man. I'm your poetry man. And, you know, Phoebe had a bit of a weight issue. And I remember the, the video. They didn't show her. Like, they shot her from, like, the nose up. Right. And it was, it was insulting to her. But, you know, back in the day, MTV, blah, 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 blah. They were trying. Everyone had to be a sex pot, so. But I didn't care. Phoebe, I... Phoebe could sing her ass off, and she was a super talent. And uh, gracious, lovely woman, very, very well-grounded. She she had a daughter. It was a sad story. Her daughter was uh, very handicapped. I don't know what the exact term was, what she had, but she had a lot of afflictions, this kid, and wasn't supposed to even live very long uh, past birth. But uh, she loved her daughter, and she took such good care of her daughter. I know it wrecked her when her daughter died, but um, um, her daughter lived. For for quite a more years than the doctors predicted, and uh, that had a lot to do with the trajectory of her career as well, because she had to really take time with her daughter. She couldn't just you know she didn't know how long she was going to have her, so she yeah. gave up a lot to just be with her daughter and and nurture her. Yeah, Phoebe. Uh, poetry man was her big hit. I'm your poetry man. And then, um, she did a song with Paul Simon. I remember, I don't remember what song oh, it was. Remember Gone that? at last. Yeah. Gone at last. It was good. No. Uh, anyway. Um, another song. Oh, here's Gary's favorite. And yeah, my, mine too. It, John Bon Jovi, Richie Sambora, and David Bryan came in on a birthday show years ago i don't even know what year it was but uh they did with a little help oh it was 1992 it says right here yeah this with a little help great i love this yeah and leslie was playing it was uh they, their version of with a little help for my friends was more of the joe cocker version at the time and uh, uh but john wailed i mean he just wailed great. that morning and it was meaningful because uh john and i were in a tremendous feud we hadn't spoken in years <laughs> it was a fucking nasty feud and i was saying shit about john and John, you know, he, John was a gentleman, but, you know, I wasn't. And, well, yeah, uh, I was going to say John was ducking and dodging all the bullets. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, it was a real surprise when on the birthday show, Robin goes, here's John Bon Jovi. And I went, oh, fuck. It was so funny because we were in this, I forget where, but it was a long way to get to the stage. And lots of times people yeah. came out from the sides or something. But John and, and Richie and David walked up through that entire crowd to get to you and you were like 
<laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, it, it was weird. After all the shitty stuff, we were, you know, and then to see those guys, and it was like so thrilled they were there and everything, and so yeah. was the crowd. We were at the Tavern on the Green in Central Park. And uh, it was an amazing moment because John and Richie and David were doing the, you know, with a little huff from the friends. And the backing band that year was led by um, Max Weinberg, who's, of course, yeah. the drummer for the E Street Band. And um, that whole band that we had ended up being Conan O'Brien's band for many years on NBC. So believe it or not, this performance is from 30 years ago, 30 wow. years ago, with a Get little help from my friends. Yeah. <laughs> The thing that makes this performance so amazing to me was the only thing that Bon Jovi had agreed to do that day was come in and, and fix everything. Right. There was no, we never talked about them performing or anything. And then, you know, he's like, hey, man, maybe we'll perform. And we went to a commercial break. I remember John went over to the band and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You'll do this. I'll do that. Richie said this. And then they just, there's no rehearsal or anything. That's why I love this wow. performance so much. All right. I do remember them having a little kind of uh, a meeting. Conference. During the commercial, yeah, they had to get their things together, and yes. he hadn't said he would perform. It wasn't. It was a complete like, oh, you know, I'm feeling so good, I'm going to do this. Yeah, you know, when you're a rock star, the best thing you can do to make up for a feud is just sing. <laughs> Don't even say anything. <laughs> moment on the show and with phoebe singing back there it was just yeah beautiful. yeah listen to the harmonies in the background yeah it was a great moment and of course uh john is a close friend in fact uh uh you know before the lockdown i, I was at john's house and uh, with dorothea's wife and uh, they're such a great couple and i'm really glad that i inducted john into the rock and roll hall of fame i really am it, you know for all the hassle it was and you know what a fucking crabby asshole i am but they're, they're such good people that you know they that shit they do in jersey with feeding the homeless my god dorothy and john you know go what? in and they and they hey. and they feed they feed the homeless they go in john washes the dishes and dorothy is oh, cooking yeah. and it's crazy Absolutely. and and it's like a it's like a five-star meal for people who are down on their luck and They're that good is why he has a rest area, the John Bon Jovi rest area on the Garden State Parkway. Yeah, I I'm supposed I to have driving one. driving the other day and I saw that. <laughs> well, he deserves one. The reason I had a rest area given to me by Christy Todd Whitman was I basically said, hey, look, my audience will vote for you. you got to give me a rest area. <laughs> you forced your way in <laughs> yeah i forced my way into it and then they took away my they gave me a shitty rest area like she wouldn't even use state funds to put up a sign so it was a shitty little sign that said howard storm rest area and it turned out to be a uh a haven for uh drug addicts and guys to blow each other 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that's why they that was a good excuse to shut it down. Right. So it came and it went. The <laughs> they shut it down. <laughs> my, my poor little rest area. <laughs> but John and Dorothea, they're good people. Oh, my God. Like really good people, like 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 saintly with the food, and I wouldn't. I mean, I mean, I would do that if I, you know, I'm very busy. But <laughs> if you had thought of it, you would do it. Yeah, and I don't want to. I'm thinking of doing it, but I don't want to cramp their style. It's their thing. <laughs> I'll find something else good to do. Really, I mean, it really, I mean, he'll take. You know, I don't know to take just to sacrifice your time and do that. That's a, that's a pretty big deal when you think about it. I mean, I'm always so damn busy with this and that, all selfish concerns that, um, you know, when I think about well, the time. Well, just like that Joy coach said, yeah. go be a blessing to somebody. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But they actually spend like a lot of time at this place where, if you come in and you're homeless, you get a great meal. Not like some shitty meal, like a good meal. And it's a restaurant. You can go there mm-hmm. and have a great meal yeah. and pay what you want. You know, and here's a guy who's got a mega career. How many how many albums did they sell? Like 100 million or 100 something, some crazy fucking number. Yeah. Yeah. They're like right up there with Bob Saget. Maybe even better than Bob Saget, which is hard I to don't believe. Know. Bob mm. didn't ask for accolades. There's no Bob Saget restway or room or anything. <laughs> you know. But we're only finding out about Bob's largesse or generosity uh, after he's gone. Yeah. I know some Bon Jovi fans pose as homeless just to meet him. They actually go in <laughs> in, a, in a hobo outfit with the stick and the sack on the back. Um Another year, uh, well, one another highlight from the birthday shows of past was David Bowie, of course, before me because Robin knew what a big fan I was. Bowie didn't want to be interviewed by me. Uh, he just wanted to come and sing, but I was he, grateful. Oh, At my least, God. I was on the phone with him. You were? Like, directly? Talk, no? Yes. I had to talk. Hello, to Robin. I had to talk to his people and, mm. and tell him that everything was going to be all right. Oof, Jesus. <laughs> People are very afraid of me. Uh, I don't know. It, it, he did this. This was that period of time when he was working with Trent Reznor, and he kind of like amped up his sound, like a Nine Inch Nails yeah. type sound. And I loved it when he was doing "I'm Afraid." He did "I'm Afraid of Americans." I was watching a little bit of this over the weekend. Yeah, I saw he did. Yeah. I still watch it too. "I'm Afraid yeah. of Americans," and um, he did. Um, 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 uh, fame, was fame, yeah, fame. Yes, yeah. But 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 with his new style, it was really good. It was weird. The Whack Pack was in the crowd, front and center, and Bowie was performing for the Whack Pack, like for High Pitch Eric, and you know, and and he might have and, thought uh, he was on a trip. And, and Nicole <laughs> Bass and, and Hank the Angry Dwarf. I mean, all those people were dancing and all that. But uh, he was a trooper. And he, he sounded great too. <laughs> And that bass player is that woman. She was hot. Gail Ann Dorsey. You know that uh, she's part of Lenny Kravitz's band now. 
Dale Ann yeah. Dorsey? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And, then, and then, you know, the, the big birthday show was, jeez, uh, now we're talking about eight years ago at the... Um, right. In a couple of years, that'll be 10 years. I was like, well, I guess we have to do it again. Another significant yeah. birthday. No, no, that's okay. No more <laughs> birthday shows. I'm done with them. <laughs> the biggest birthday show we ever had was 2014 Hammerstein Ballroom. Train was the house band. And uh, Adam Levine played Purple Rain. I mean, there were some great performances that day, but uh, everyone knew Adam could sing, but no one knew he could play guitar like that. It just it, It's one of the biggest videos we ever put out of this because people just love to see him shred. It was just great. Purple Rain, Purple Rain. sitting alone at WRNW in my in this little house I worked at spinning records and this is very 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 sad and lonely and you thought that was it uh, I thought I thought that might be the highlight of my career and now you know when I was up there on that stage watching you know guys like Steven Tyler and Slash and Adam Levine and oh my god John Fogarty John Fogarty of Creedence Clearwater Revival um Slash is um, said, what about, um, what's his name? John Mayer was performing. That's and, right, he performed. Yeah, he was terrific. And Natalie everybody Maines. was Natalie Maines. And, and I was just sitting there going like, oh my God. Look at what this has turned into, you know, from that little shack in Westchester. And uh, now all the great people working with me. And it's crazy, but it's turned into this huge thing. And... I never would have imagined that it would have gone so far, but it was great. It was great. I get very, very nostalgic when I think about it. Very impressive. 
You don't get that good unless you put in yeah, 10,000 hours. I'm tell you to stop. Man, you can keep playing all day. That it's like you, shut the Adam. fuck up. Uh, Adam told uh, Adam Levine told me Prince heard his version of Purple Rain and uh, he asked Prince about it and Prince took a long pause and said, "You're learning. You're learning." <laughs> I <laughs> he told was like, you, you know, you're you're yeah. always wanting other people to do Prince. Prince was very tough. <laughs> right, tough audience. <laughs> and like I said, uh, Stephen Tyler, who I am, a, uh, you know, I worship that guy. Yeah, and um, and Slash too. I mean, the fact that they got together and. And if you remember, I think um, I love Slash. I think I hope I have this right in my memory bank because my memory mm-hmm. bank's a little fuzzy. But Dave Grohl, I think, was playing drums too. He ran up. He was in the oh, audience, and then he ran Dave up and started. Play, he started playing drums because he got all turned on. But uh, yeah, and Steven Tyler was doing Dream On. It's crazy. Anyway. Really, a great show. I should have retired right after that show, but yeah, I couldn't. That was a, an exit. <laughs> great exit. What a fun night! Yeah. Dream until your until your balls turn blue. That's right. You got that right. That's all live, man. No, no machines, no bullshit. No. What do they call that? Overdubbing. No lip syncing. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, that's just a preview. You hear so many more great performances on the special. Tune in uh, Saturday soundtracks. That's what we call it this weekend on Howard 101 and the SiriusXM app. There you go. So there you go. There you go. This song, Violet, all of that whole album was good. I don't know what happened. Like, what happened? Well, there's a lot like, of theories. I know. I heard them all. One of the theories was that these were all songs that Kurt Cobain had written before he died, and she took them and made an album. A, I don't believe that. B, because I know Billy Corgan, didn't he work with her? And he said, no, yeah. she, 
he he worked on it with her. And, but uh, I think he thinks he wrote the song. <laughs> exactly. So we know Kurt didn't write it. <laughs> and then uh, people think this song was written about Billy. Well, I love Billy Corgan about uh, whatever smashing the fuck this pumpkins. Man. Smashing pumpkins, right? Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, she performed this live once. She said, "This is a song about a jerk. I hexed him, and now he's losing his hair." <laughs> yeah, that, that, that rock and roll was great back in the '90s. You know what I mean? What the fuck? It's a good song. Yeah. I like her. Did a couple of interviews with her, man. You just, man, she didn't need any pushing. You just talk to her, and next thing you know, she's being sued by seven people. <laughs> she didn't care. I think she'd come on, and then, like, immediately lawyers would start calling, you know. <laughs> All lawyers would pick up their pencils. Courtney's on. Yeah, Courtney's on. Time. Yeah, the entire Harvard Law School would pile out of class, get ready for private practice. God bless her, wherever she is. I mean, she once said, uh, I don't know where she said it. I don't know if she said it to me or somebody. She goes, I think she said it to me. She said, um, yeah, you know, I wonder if Kurt had lived. I wonder which supermodel he would have married and dumped me for. <laughs> yeah. That's what she sees when she sees supermodels? Is that the one? <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> She's so good. That's a good album. Don't give a fuck who, who wrote it or what. Anyway, um, Jonathan, you know, you're on the air. One of the that used to crack me up about her, she said one of her influences was Yoko Ono. Well, uh, <laughs> all right. Hey, listen. I tell you, I think Yoko, in all fairness, had some good ideas. I don't mean musically. I'm talking about some of that wacky art she would do, like um, mm -hmm. like where, you know, like, like like you'd climb a ladder in a museum and then you'd climb all the way up and then there'd be a little sign attached to the ceiling that said like yes you know what i mean or you know, i don't know there's something kind of quirky and wonderful about all of that i, I it's just the yelling and screaming and the the, the so-called singing uh, you know come on it's hard to buy into yes jonathan well it's more kaufman-esque than um yeah yeah <laughs> anything hey, Howard, happy birthday sir I know as a Just painter. Just wanted to call in and ask, oh. uh, have you guys ever thought about uh, finding a way to uh, get Beth down a little easier? I know uh, George has a good way of getting Brad down. Have you uh, thought about finding a way to get Beth down? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of installing a bell that I ring, you know. Can you imagine? No, there's no real, you know, it's really funny in my house. Like, I know Beth's upstairs now while I'm doing this. She always does all her animal rescue stuff. So, like, if I want to have her down here. Um, she was really hung up on the fact that we're not doing a birthday show this year. She goes, they're not doing anything special for you. I go, unless, like, unless I don't know about it, I told them not to. And, uh, she goes, well, I'll have to come down there in my lingerie. I go, yeah. And she goes, I'm not doing that. You idiot. <laughs> I said, why don't you come down and sing me happy birthday? She was like, no, I'm not singing. You love but, to hear um, her sing. But I know what you that mean. Whenever I, TV. I know what you mean, Jonathan. It's like, um, 
you know, like if I go to Robin, hey, yeah, I wish Beth would come down here. Then it takes like 20 minutes for her to come down. It's, but there's no real good system for that because I know if I call her down and all of a sudden she's like, she runs up, she fixes her hair, blah, 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 because we have cameras and everything. And, uh, you know, it, so, it, you know, but it's fine. You know, I, I, I was thinking of like a Beth signal instead of the bat signal. Like it just... <laughs> Have some kind the, of special. Well, that interaction Beth in between it, these two is yeah, picture of Beth. <laughs> yeah, she was awesome. like, oh, what you... "Thanks for having me on." Uh, thanks, Jonathan. Yeah, I, I should do something, but I kind of have a, an intercom system on my phone here that I could use, but yeah, she doesn't pick it up anyway, and I'm not really sure how to use it. We have it, but. You know what I could do? I could cut a hole in the ceiling and do put in one of those, uh, like in the fire station, a fire pole, and then she could just slide down. <laughs> Wouldn't have an immediate access into the studio. <laughs> you know? That's Imagine I do that. I would do that. <laughs> I would ruin my house for the show. Sure. But, uh, yeah. But she was like, kind of like, well, yeah, you should do something special. I said, you know, and enough with that. I'm too grown up for that. It's like, it's over. It's like, we've done it a million times and it's great. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I'm, I'm just enjoying doing the show. And then we're going to have Jay Deeney. Jay Deeney's going to appear. Everybody loves Jay Deeney when we see Yeah, that he's a birthday treat. JD's all nervous about it because it's my birthday and he feels it adds pressure to him. And he goes, I don't know if I can maintain that voice, my character voice. And I'm like, he never does. Why is he worried I, about this? I go, your character voice is your voice, actually. <laughs> Not that different. I'll get to him in a minute. Let him wait a while. I'm getting nervous. Get more nervous. Yeah. I haven't done JD in, in a while. I'm kind of rusty. I'm going to have to. I well, got I got Something happened. The last time. Yeah, it was really bad the last time. It wasn't that funny. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and let's be honest, JD doesn't come up with these lines. We write it for him. Right. Uh, he just fucked it all up. But I guess there's something funny and he'll probably, and there are really funny lines, I'm telling you, but <laughs> I, I don't know. He'll fuck them up. But that's part of the charm of it. Yes. In fact, JD wanted to pre read all of his lines and I said, no, no, no. Oh, he wanted to record it? No, he wanted to pre-read oh. it so he could rehearse, oh. and I told him no. I see. But you'll see so the lines. this is a cold going. read we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I said to him this morning, a lot of people worked really hard on these lines because they're funny, and we polished them up. There's like 17 joke lines in this bit. You can't unfunny these lines. These lines are too good. Yeah. And now JD's, you know, JD is complaining because he's wearing a really <laughs> uncomfortable hat for the bit. We gave him a hat, and and we have special effects. His head's going to be floating in space with spoons, spoons circling his head because you know how he loves spoons. Yeah, his collection. Yeah, yeah. So like we put some production value into this bit. Woo! And uh, JD, you better make it work. I give up. No. <laughs> Mike. You're on the air. Come on, Howard. Hey. Hey, uh, Howard, how, how often do you actually watch your birthday bash, the big 60, your 60th birthday bash? And the, the, the I don't watch it. Of your life? I don't watch it. I, I, like, like, I don't watch the birthday bash, but there are things on um, our YouTube channel that I will watch from time to time. And sometimes it just ends up on my feed because uh, I don't know. It, 
my my computer seems to know I'm a Howard Stern fan. So, <laughs> so the one I watch can I mean the one I watch over and over again because I see there's like um, millions of hits, and I think the millions of hits are mostly me. But it's the Adam Levine one where he's doing Purple Rain because I just fucking get so moved by that. And I, even uh, I, the other night I was watching John Bon Jovi doing, uh, I think he does uh, where John's playing the guitar for himself acoustically. And he's doing, um, was it Wanted Dead or Alive? What is he doing yes. on that? Yeah, Wanted yeah. Dead or Alive. And that's really cool. And I watch, I always watch Steven Tyler and Slash. Yeah, you know. So yeah, good. I, I, so, oh, how, yeah. I mean, the Sarah Silverman and Natalie Maine song. I watched that. You, you I think that's great. The lyrics of the song are so ridiculously awesome, and and they're it's like vulgar material. But I honestly get choked up about it because it's like this. It lays out the whole history of your show, and there's all these deep little, uh, you know, deep little um, what do you want to call it minutia to the show that only show fans would know. And uh, between that and the and your conversation with Dave Roll about uh, his song and how it uh, equates to your dad for you. And, you know, your dad's like your your hero. Yeah, it was a cool show. You know what it is? It, it was, was uh, John did Wanted Dead or Alive, and Pat Monahan is, uh, John graciously lets Pat sing a little bit of it, and uh, I like that whole moment, too. That was mm -hmm. really cool. That was kind of cool. They're so good. And then at the end, when, when, when it's Steven Tyler and Slash, and then fucking Dave Grohl comes on the drums, and then everyone gets on stage and starts dancing, and it's like... Holy shit, Howard! This is what this is the career you built. Your dad thought you'd be nothing. He thought you'd be just some guy working, you know, working in a fucking who knows where. And uh, you, you oh, he didn't think I'd be working. Empire. <laughs> I don't know why my dad thought me about that because thought of me like that because every job I ever had, except for when I worked in a plumbing supply house, I I got low grades there. But even when I was a dishwasher, the, the my boss said I was the best dishwasher he'd ever had. Did like, your father talk to the guy who was your boss? No, I mean, he didn't give a shit. So he well, didn't hear about you from other people. No, well, you should have Did recognized. Did he tell you he was you for working hard? Did he say, "Howard, I see you're working hard. You're dishwasher." Uh, let's not get you? into it. This would be that. a happy day. Similar, yeah, come on, let's have a happy have day, huh? My, <laughs> all right, like all right. I, no one cares. All right, thank you. He's in a similar position. Because a fuck. No, he's not. My position's unique. Um. Look at this. The Purple Rain video has 69.5 million views on YouTube. Wow. And I think I'm, I'm responsible for 69 million. I think that's almost like half of Gangnam Style or something. Yeah, that's like bigger <laughs> than Gangnam Style. That's a video I love. I go back and revisit that one, too. I can't believe that. Really? That motherfucker, when he dances, it's like, holy shit. What's going on in South Korea? Look at that dance. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> that's, some, that's some foreign shit right there. Like that's like what? What? Like it's just amazing. Like, and he's and he was kind of chubby, and he's moving around like he's gonna have a heart attack. It was the most wonderful video ever, Gangnam Style. I still, I still think it's probably the best video ever made. I, I would stare at it for. I, I just couldn't believe it. Two best videos are Gangnam Style, and of course, uh, the one where. Uh, What's her name's naked? Oh, the girl oh, was on our show. Uh, Natalie. Or, no. What, is that her name? Radijowski. What's her name? Miley? Emily Radijowski. Yes. Emily Radijowski uh, with the Robin Thicke video. Because she's so naked. It's just fucking mind-blowing. You know I've never seen that video?
I have no interest. Oh, my God. I've watched that a million times. He's just so <laughs> wonderfully naked. Oh, my God. Everybody get a, and all of a sudden a girl in her just panties and titties are out. And you're like, what the fuck is this shit? Pharrell's dancing around. Isn't that amazing that you could be so fascinated and I could be so uninterested? <laughs> <laughs> you got to be interested in Gangnam Style. Come on. You've got to watch that. Well, I, I have seen Gangnam Style once, but I wouldn't go back and look at it again. I mean, there are fabulous music. But like To me, one of the greatest is uh, when Neil Young's doing this when he was a young man and he just put out, I think it was, uh, was either Harvest or I forget which one, but he's just singing live. Uh, it's just him. His harmonica and his guitar, you know, like those are real seriously great fucking videos. But if in terms of like, you just got to fucking watch, it's got to be Gangnam Style. This motherfucker is dancing his heart. And you knew it was his one moment. It, there wasn't going to be a second Gangnam Style. <laughs> no, he didn't care if he had a heart attack. He was giving his whole yeah, yeah, yeah. Style. <laughs> he, he was like, he dances. Yeah, he was like, you know what? Let me die Gangnam during the making style. of this video. I don't care. <laughs> I'm putting everything I got into this one song. He's fucking moving like at the speed of light. <laughs> he broke the sound barrier. And he's like, yang, 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 yang. And you don't know what he's talking about. And I'm like, motherfucker. I was like, you know, this is me, my way my brain works. I was going to contact Psy and uh, Emily Ratajowski. And do a video with the two of them. That combined forces. Take the two greatest and put them yeah. in the same video. Yep. Side dancing with em both of them naked. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Go, baby. Hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> yeah, the only thing missing from this song is the hey now on their break. <laughs> Fred should have been consulted. I mean, there are three naked women in Robin Thicke's Blurred Lines video, but the only one you look at is Emily Ratajkowski. The other two are just blown off the screen. She's the hottest. It's ridiculous how beautiful her breasts are. And her ass. I mean, it's just fucking insane. And I love these internet trolls who go, oh, she's ugly. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> you know, you're just jealous. You want to fuck her so bad, you, just, you don't even believe it. Stop with she doesn't look good. Well, let me see who you're fucking. Forget who they're fucking. Look at them. Who's, who, who's got more views, Gangnam Style or Blurred Lines? That's a good question. Now, I know Gangnam Style because I watch it all the time. It broke so many records. I don't know if those records still hold. Gangnam Style has 4.3 billion views on YouTube. Billion. Billion. 4.3 billion idiots like me have watched that. <laughs> and you keep helping right. them rack up more. I don't even think there are that many people on the planet. Fairly. No, people had to watch it more than one. Yeah. I don't know. How, how many views on... Uh, guys, do some quick research. How many uh, views on this video? It's a good song, too. Even if it is a rip of uh, Marvin Gaye. I see well, one that's who you ripped. Rip the best. Rip the best. What? I see one report where it says 4.4 billion views. Wow. So they feed them out. For Blurred Lines? Keep in mind, there are two Blurred Line videos. There's the unrated right. one and... Right. 
Nobody watches the uh, rated one. It's bullshit. It's the unrated yeah, one. Yeah, there's three views there and four billion in the other one. I want to meet the I want to meet the douchebag who goes online and goes. Let me watch the at the the censored one where we can't see her tits. <laughs> you douche. I just read an interesting douche. article. You know that woman who was the last wife of uh, Hugh Hefner. Yeah, she I know just, her. Uh, what? I know her. Yes, I know right. who that is. Yeah, yeah, we had her on that. the show. I think I know her. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I know everything. Well, she has just announced that uh, she's living a very, you know, her modesty is uh, empowering to her now. Hmm, good. She's had every fake thing taken off her out of her body, nice. and she's going for an all natural look. Good. And she said for a while, the followers were dropping like, <laughs> like a ton of <laughs> Yeah, I wonder why. I, I mean, don't you want to see her naturally they flat? All, all the guys left. Now yeah. she has a total female <laughs> Well, hey, we all evolve. And, uh, and at that, she's got three million followers. So that's mm. pretty good. So Robin Thicke, I'm talking about the one, you know. The Blurred Lines video that is uncensored has 4.4 billion and Gangnam Style has 4.3 billion. So, wow, you know, it's really weird. I got to do some. a little bit of a win. Yeah, I got to do some quick math here because, like, I know what 4 billion is. The point three, I'm not so sure, <laughs> and the point four. So I know it's point one bigger, but I'm not sure exactly what that translates into. But I have no clue. Like, isn't it like is that 100,000? Oh, 300 million. The point, I mean, you mean. If you have 4.4 billion views and the other video has 4.3 and you're beating them by 0.1, that's 300 million? Well, the wow. 0.3 is 300 million. The 0.1 between oh. you is 100 million. Oh, wow. Look at you. Very good, Robin. <laughs> you must feel like a genius on this show. I've grown some more fingers and toes. That's how I do that. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> So you say that, what is it again? A hundred million? <laughs> That's yeah. unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> I love how you do math. She's better at math than I am. I'll, I'll give her that. Why she just computes like that. She's like Jethro from the Beverly Hills. I'm like Yoga. a machine. You're like a machine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, Randy in Ohio. And then we're going to go to Jay Deeney, I promise. So Jay Deeney's ready to have a cow. He's so nervous. So I want to get to him. Put him out of his misery. He's afraid he's going to fuck up my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Howard. Hey, thanks, uh, Randy. I just wanted to give you an update because I know you guys haven't heard from me in a while with everything that's going on in life and everything. Uh, Who are you? It's who are around. you? Yeah, I'm like, who is Randy, this we're talking to? I, was, I, was, Randy, I thought I missed something. If you remember talking to me back in April of last year. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, slow down. You're giving us an update. I just got to figure out who you are. Say it again. Randy the furry. We last talked back April last year. The furry? April. The furry. Yeah. All right, okay. Well, what's the difference? What's the update, Randy? <laughs> Randy, no offense, we don't remember you. I'm sure. I'm sure you don't. It's been a while, and there's been a lot of things going on in the world. 
Yeah. Uh, from l- losing my mom two months ago to the day after going to a furry convention and forgetting all my troubles because comedy is the best way to deal with death. Randy, help me out here. I'm trying to have a conversation with you because you're all over the place. What What is a furry again? It is a person who has a sona or dresses up as an anthropomorphic animal. Really? And I was interested in that? Are you better off now that yep. you know? <laughs> I'm trying to remember why I was so into Randy. Were you the guy into? Well, are we you were the just brand- dealing with the furry lifestyle. You know, he was telling us about going to the things where you just are in your costume and you get to hug people. You know, you get to lay around with them and groom them. Oh yeah, and you're the guy who chloroforms. Uh, are you chloroformed? Or you chloroform the women? They pass out. What? Uh, no, we we don't do that anymore. Since I had so much death in my life, it's that's kind of. It, it, it freaks me out now because having my mom die recently and a lot of other my friends die recently, we're not doing that anymore because it's just one of those things that has really messed with my head here recently. How yeah, Randy was into chloroform. He's into something called death play where he would use oh. chloroform in lovemaking to make his partner pass out. Yeah, this is one of your discoveries, right, Wolf? Yeah, he uh, he called in one time, and then we explored him a little bit deeper. Uh, Randy explained to me that in high school he could not get a lot of women, so he he found out that uh, that trans women were nicer to him. So that's pretty much exclusively what he dates. Uh, but then he's what? also or who fur- he dates. Uh, yeah, who he dates, and he's also a furry, and he's a brony on top of that. So like a double whammy. So you only date uh, trans women. So do you? What af- what happens if the? Will you date a trans woman if she still has her cock? Uh yeah. It's it's being a pansexual, which means you love the person no matter what their gender, no matter what they have downstairs, no matter what they are. It's, it's, When's the last time the, you uh, banged a trans woman who still had his cock, her cock? Uh, <laughs> That would have been New, uh, New Year's with my girlfriend. Oh. Nice. So wait a second. You, your girlfriend's trans, and the two of you banged a trans on New Year's Eve. No, no, no. Just her and I. Just her and I. None of, none of the other ones, it's all done individually. Whereas does your does your does other. your girlfriend does your girlfriend still have her penis? Yes, she does. She's working towards that. She's on ho- hormones right now. All right. So, what'd you do to her on New Year's Eve? You you bang her in the ass, and you don't blow her because she wants to act like she's a woman. I mean, she's a woman, so she doesn't want you blowing her penis. Yeah, we we do a lot of foreplay. I'll touch her. She gets very aroused when I go over her back very gently and grab her thighs and run over her all over. But let me ask you this. This is what I'm trying to understand. You say she gets aroused, so she gets a full-on boner? Uh, She used to, but since she's on hormones, she does not get a boner like you and I would anymore. She gets aroused more of a a mental euphoria that she gets. So, So do you rub her peen? 
or do you avoid that area to, so because she's you know she wants to you know be a woman or or do you rub you it rub de- you rub one out for her? It all depends on how she feels that day. Some days she's got the mental stigma as I don't want this penis, I don't want it touched. Other days she'll say go for it, and it feels really good. Does your girlfriend shave her balls, or does she leave the hair on them? They're all shaved. All shaved. That's what I thought. Um, I can't wait to tell yep. my wife about my birthday show. It's uh, going I well. I know. What a great yeah. guest. <laughs> I, I Randy, love Randy. Randy aren't, Randy's a good guest. Aren't you, aren't you in an open relationship? So you, your girlfriend is also seeing other people right now. And isn't that kind of dangerous with the pandemic going on? Uh, okay. Well, there is a lot going on with that pandemic. With the open relationship kind of thing is, she has her girlfriend who lives in another part of the state and sees her quite often. And the open relationship kind of means we're allowed to see other people. But at the same time, we've both got to make sure those people are vaccinated and that they're negative on COVID or not sick or anything like that. And we're facing Hey, Randy, but we- it, it, let me cut to the chase. Is there anything you're not into? Like, I mean, you seem pretty open to all ideas. You know what I mean? You're you're open to everything, right? You're off book, my friend. Yeah. You're off book. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, yeah. I would like, I'm one of those people that when I was younger, I didn't get to explore a lot. And I, I was very sheltered by my parents and just didn't get to explore. And now I get to explore. But there's two things mainly that I know that's off play. And that is the pee and poo stuff that i cannot do any of your do any of your trans girls do any of the girls you're banging do any of them have a a vagina uh no not yet the one has never been surgery yeah so she got titties yeah nice how big did she make them that that's kind of funny uh they're between a b and a c Perfect. But they're very awesome, awesome to grab onto for holding as you bang her. And, and that's Randy, a nice move. Were, <laughs> when that's you a had, very when nice had, move, holding a woman's tits while you bang her. Very nice. <laughs> when you had sex with one of these trans women recently, wasn't the husband there, like, watching? Nice. Well, no, he wasn't watching. He was, uh, this was the one that they were engaged, and he... And the relationship is kind of open. She's allowed to see whoever she wants. But it's just like they keep their relationship. They talk and everything. And she's allowed to do whatever she wants. And he's allowed to do whatever he wants. And would you ever be, would you ever be, would you ever be with a man, man, like a, like a man, like a, you know, just a regular man, not, not a trans woman or, you know what I mean? Yeah. If the right person came along, I mean, there's one that I've eyed forever, and I know it'll never happen. But yeah, there is one I've eyed for a long time. But I know that'll that relationship will never come to be because he's with somebody else, and it's kind of one of those more lust than love things for me and him. But I'm I am banging straight gay guy, but that's kind of just a a play thing. A straight gay guy. A straight gay. In other guy. words, in other words, a guy <laughs> yeah, who pretends. A, a guy who basically says to the rest of the world, I'm straight, but then in private, he'll bang you. No, no, he he's openly gay, but he's going to become bisexual because his partner is actually transitioning from male to female also. 
But when Please. I first met him, he was full 100% gay, and everybody knows that. Hard to keep Man, up. Is it the straight? I don't, straight I don't gay know guy. how you keep up. How do you keep up? <laughs> the straight gay guy, he's the one that's into bondage, right? Yes. Well, look, there's a lot going uh, on. There's a lot going on, and I don't know. I mean, I, I we got think the JD yes bit. Everything but pee and poop. That's what he said. Would you bang a corpse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? No. Okay. Well, uh, no, oh, no. no. Uh, <laughs> oh, another no. I'm just trying to find a no. Yeah, because of so when you were with your girlfriend, life, when you to... when you were with your girlfriend New Year's Eve, right? What'd you do right. to her? Did you put it in her ass? Uh, I got close. She uh, because I'm what we let us say gifted is uh, she can't handle that size, so we've just been gently working her up. So I come along her back. So, in other words, you you put your penis into her, like just the ass cheeks, and 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 like yes. sandwich it in like a hot dog, and then you yep. come on her back. I see. Yep. That's romantic. I like Wolfie's that. Shaking his head, yes, like he knows. Yeah. That's, likes Ron, it. that's Ronnie's move, the hot dog. <laughs> yeah, the hot dog move. Ronnie invented that back in the uh, I think it was nineteen twenty six. Signature move. Yeah, uh, Randy. On our phone is a woman who wants to date you. Her name is Mildred. She would like to have sex with you. Yes, uh, Mildred. <laughs> Hi. Listen, this guy sounds really hot. I let him chloroform me, and then he could lick my cunt. What do you say? <laughs> no, no, no. I have, I have an age, upper age. What do you limit. mean, no? I have an upper Listen, age limit. Honey, don't discriminate. Oh. I don't have a cock, but my clit is four inches and veiny. You love it. Don't start your bullshit with me, pal. Yep, uh, I have uh, Randy, an upper age limit. What is the age limit, Randy? You're, you're, it's it would be probably. 39 to 38 mm. is my upper age limit. Randy, you need to be more open-minded. Hey, Mildred, Mildred, I'm sorry. You can, face, you can face fuck me while I'm unconscious. Wouldn't you like that? <laughs> Whipper no. No, I, I kind of... You know, no, Randy, I was listen, thinking about you... Don't doing... be such a square... You know, Randy, I was I thinking about you and your girlfriend. Year old. All right, Mel, All right, Mel he doesn't want down. you. <laughs> yeah, I mean. All right, look, we got to move on to JD. But Randy, it's good to touch base with you. Uh, Sorry about tell your girlfriend. Your, uh, yeah, I mean, we, the losses. Tell your girlfriend. Yeah, I mean. Tell your girlfriend she would like me because I'm not gifted. Uh, <laughs> You'd be I, right I fit, in there, right? I could fit nicely yeah, into her right ass. you right in there, Howard. Absolutely. Uh, there'd be no issue. Boom, 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 bang, boom, I believe is the expression. And the only other update is that on the COVID front, uh, with these conventions, you would like to know that the My Little Pony conventions actually take COVID a lot more seriously. Every staff member before and what during convention? the convention starts. The My Little Pony. Oh, He's a brony yeah. as well. Yeah, He's risking right. he his life to go to a brody convention. All staff and gopring have to be tested for COVID. All right. Before and at at the convention, I think it's wonderful that people are finally taking this seriously in these convention areas. 
and I'm just getting tired of hearing everybody who's mm-hmm. thinks this is a joke. Well, maybe, it's, it's uh, maybe, maybe just call off all brony conventions during the pandemic would be even a smarter <laughs> move. You know, like, no, you I don't know, know what that I'm that's thinking right. that at well, the end of everything. <laughs> It'll be you, me, and the bronies that are left because they're being That's so right. careful. <laughs> I know, but the, but the stupid thing about it is, is the main reason that conventions have to happen now is because hotels have it in their contract. If activities can happen, they have to host a convention or they have to forfeit over a large sum of money to the hotel wow. for the cancellation of the event. It's really kind of ridiculous the way our world works. What a, what a, what a wonderful lawsuit that would be. The bronies versus the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> just be just a fabulous day in court for those young lawyers. Who would show um, up? I think the hotels are trying not to tell people they have these things. Randy's girlfriend is on the phone. Let's say hi to her. Hi. Hey, how you doing? You, uh, you want to talk pussy or what? <laughs> how long have you been dating Randy? We've been dating for a couple of months now, and uh, he's got a nice Pichelino. I'm my own. I mean, it's, you know. He picks me up. He fucks me in the air. I feel like I'm 175 pounds again. <laughs> I got to tell you, you sound like a lovely woman. And uh, Randy uh, says he uh, he loves his girlfriend. And you, and it's a pleasure to speak to you. I mean, yeah, thank you. And, you know, when he runs his hands over my thighs, it makes all seven inches my clit tingle. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, Randy, that's a high compliment. Your girlfriend says you make her seven-inch clit tingle. All right. Oh, you guys are Randy, right Randy, I feel, I feel so small when you're holding me in your arms. <laughs> <laughs> well, you sound like a nice gal. All right. Uh, thank you, Randy's thank girlfriend. You. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Take thank it you for calling in. All right, take it easy. Yeah, have a good day. <laughs> bye-bye. All right. <laughs> you too. Thank okay. you. Bye. <laughs> lovely, lovely woman. Let's go to Bob, who wants to weigh in, and then we get right to Jay Dini for the big uh, birthday show closer. Let's go to Bob in Massachusetts, who's on with Randy as well. Go ahead, Bob. Hey, hey Randy, can you hear me? Yes. You are a fucking freak, dude. I got a little suggestion for you and all your fucking cronies, dude. Go get a horse. Wow. Sit on a real proud and tall. Put a rope around hey, you and throw that around the fucking tree. Hey, take it easy. And then take the whip of chloroform, you fucking weirdo. Oh, my goodness. Well, Randy, not everybody is as evolved as you or me or Robin, you know. You're right. What are you going to hey, do? Why does that get people up to that? that? I don't understand. People get fired up when they hear. You know what it is? They're jealous of Randy. Randy. Randy, the whole world is his oyster. There ain't anything he doesn't fuck. Yeah, but there's an automatic, like, they get, they go from zero to, I want you to get on a horse and hit the butt and hang yourself. You know, like, you that's go. crazy. Hey, can I, re- yeah, a lot of hate can I respond there. to that? Sure. Can I respond Randy. to that, Howard? Yes. Uh, no, part of the furry and brony community, the big part of it is we give back to the community between Latin. During when we actually had furry conventions, we gave probably over $10,000 plus per convention back to animal charities, helping all animals across the United States and in foreign countries. And the brony conventions per convention give probably two to three thousand dollars to local organizations that help kids in need 
And that's all right. All right. All right. You're a do-gooder. I get it. Listen, you know Bob Saget, but you're 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 no Bob Saget. Is a is a blessing. (laughs) All right, Randy. Thank you, and uh, we we say God bless you and a good to check in. He's like a uh, all right, Randy. You take care. He's like a uh, furry Bob Saget in the way he helps everyone with that (laughs) that brony stuff. Uh, uh, just a little you spice left. Justify right. yourself if if there's a way you love that somebody else doesn't love. That's their business. That's that they right. That's have right. to get upset. You don't have to justify your existence. Let me talk to JD before I go to the JDini bit. JD, I'm going to give you a little pep talk. A lot of people have written uh, material here for the JDini bit where you play a character who can predict the future. It's <laughs> on you. <laughs> That's that was scary. <laughs> yeah, well, you're looking yeah, at the JD. You're looking at the Jadini costume that we have set up for the app. <laughs> it does amazing. look strange, but yeah. Are you ready to do the bit? You feel confident? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I feel confident, but I'll. You know, I I think I'll do all right. I think. All right, do a good job because I think the lines are funny. <laughs> I I think they will be. I I I think they will be too. I haven't seen anything. So, but the, right. the funny and uh, well, I like you off I, the I just, cuff. I don't want you pre-rehearsed. You know what I mean? I don't want you all, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, you know, right. all smooth you and see, slick. Uh, when JD appears again, he will be full on Jadini. He'll be his character Jadini, which sounds a lot like JD. He will pre- he will pretend to be a character who can predict the future. He'll be wearing a large turban with like a purple feather in it, with pearls hanging from it. He'll he'll have his his head will be detached from his body. He'll his head he's will be just floating. A head, yes. Yeah, he's just a head, and then there are spoons floating around his head, <laughs> which is all you can see this on the app. Uh, it's a good look for him. He's never looked so thin. Uh, I got to admit, he's put on some weight, and uh, now with his body completely cut off, he looks much better. I like. It. Yes, uh, I, I like this look. No pressure, but. My birthday becomes more depressing with every line you fuck up that we worked hard on writing. Our writing team was up all night with this. Oh, and so I'll now, best. all right, turn off the JD, become JDini. And now, for my birthday, I wanted nothing more than to contact the seer, the sage, the soothsayer, a mumbling mystic who knows all, sees all, and of course, eats all. <laughs> Join me in saying hello to a visitor from the east whose weight is going north and his tits are going south. <laughs> a mystic, a medium, a mentalist, a squinty eyed nerd who can peer deep into the bowels of the future. <laughs> A hovering head who pretends to hike with his wife. (laughs) A flabby, floating face in a stupid hat. A man who knows all, except, of course, how to please his wife in bed. But I didn't say that. And now, ladies and gentlemen, a flabby fortune teller who can see the future, but, of course, not his own feet. Tell us. Tell us, please, Jadini, tell us what will happen. Oh, wide load, wise one. <laughs> tell us what will happen, pear-shaped prophet. 
<laughs> my webcam wizard. Tell us the future and don't kill the show. Join me in welcoming the mystic, the wonderful, great Jadini. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> You've already ruined What's it. What's happening? Yeah. Oh, I'm just happy to see Howard. It's been so long. Happy birthday, Howard. Oh, uh, great Jadini. Just... Ye who possesses secrets of the universe. Except how you landed your wife. Enlighten us. What are your predictions for the future, O.J. Dini? Oh, my first prediction. I predict the next pandemic will come from whatever bacteria is floating around in a hot tub at the Bachelor Mansion. Oh. Um, instant regret. <laughs> That was a good joke, but, you know. I thought I said right. it all right. No, you didn't. <laughs> Slow down a little when you deliver, all right? All okay. right. Uh, okay. okay. Oh, Jadini, you, of course, have six senses and, of course, three chins. But please <laughs> tell us the future, Jadini. Go ahead. Pete <laughs> Davidson will fuck every hot woman on the planet and tragically have to move on to eight. That's prediction. How how quick can I get Randy the furry back on the line? <laughs> oh, Jadini, ye who fucks up every line. <laughs> are you sure ye. these are good lines? <laughs> they were good. I read them last night. They were good. <laughs> well, think about it. It's like my prediction is Pete Davidson will fuck every hot woman on the planet and tragically have to move on to eight. <laughs> That's you what know, I said. It's a good line. It's, yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I mean, you made me laugh. Yeah, I know. Oh, great one. Let's get back on track. Yes. You are a man who knows how to talk to spirits, but of course not women. Jadini. Jadini the Great. Jadini. He who looks into the future because it's less depressing than looking in the mirror. Oh, Jadini. Jadini. Tell us what we're in store for in the coming year. Go ahead, Jadini. I predict in 2022 that Mickey Dolenz will announce plans to go on tour as the monkey. See, that was a good line. I'm telling you, Rob. <laughs> Let me say it. I'm going to say I don't it. know who we should fire, Jadini or the writers. <laughs> I predict in 2022 that Mickey Dolenz will announce plans to go on tour as the monkey. <laughs> I just said yeah. that, all right? <laughs> oh, destroyer of great comedy. <laughs> oh, Jadini. Oh, special one. I mean, special Olympic one. Oh, Jadini. Oh, comedy vacuum that is Jadini. <laughs> Don't fuck this up. Come on, some of these lines are good. Go I'm slower gonna, and read them. Right. <laughs> now, I ask you, Jadini, grace us yeah. with your presence. Ooh. Yes. Ye who is a genie who lives in a bottle of ranch dressing, Jadini. He who knows the future, Jadini. The only prophet who can't turn one, Jadini. Jadini. Jadini, tell us, please, we beg of you, tell us your next prediction. I predict anti vaxxers will finally get the COVID shot once it's remarketed as Tucker Carlson's freedom jizz. 
Once it's remarketed as <laughs> Tucker Carlson's Freedom Jail. <laughs> Once it's remarketed. Go slower. You're, oh, mumbler of punchlines and killer of oh. jokes, Jay Dini. You who will need a new job after today's show because you're ruining it. Oh, Jay Dini. Oh, oh Jay Dini. Your body is the shape of a crystal ball. Is that your secret? Oh, great one. <laughs> Yes, Jadini. He has ESP, but he's dude. He's too stupid to spell it. Oh, Jadini, <laughs> tell us the future, ruiner of birthday shows. Go <laughs> ahead, Jadini. Jadini, what is your next prediction? So we'll know uh, the future. I, I predict that after his latest outburst, Antonio Brown will be given the NFL's most intense punishment—a five-year sentence as a member of the New York Jets. Oh, great one. Oh, great one. Do you even understand that joke, Jadini? Yes, I understand. It's it's a good joke. Oh, he who speaks like a stroke victim. (laughs) He who has been called Hitler of humor. Ah, come on now. As you gas chamber every joke. No, stop it. Oh, yes. I believe the writing staff is on the phone and wants to oh, break no, in. <laughs> I can't wait. Defend their lines. <laughs> you who bombs more than Bin Laden. Oh, oh Jay Dini, what a disappointment. Hold on a second. We take a break in the Jay Dini bit. Yes, show writer. Are you fucking kidding me? I toiled away at these fucking jokes. For you to fucking butcher them, J.D., this is my ass on the line, fuck face. Seriously. All you need to do is read. How long did you guys work? But all the all sticks aside, how long did you guys? Because they were good jokes, I'm telling yeah, you. All sticks aside. I know they're yeah. good jokes. All, all night. We pulled an all-nighter writing these jokes. And now I'm going to get fired because my name is on this You're script. not going to get fired, you know, but I, the jokes, I, I approved these jokes. It's just J.D.'s so bad at it. All right, let's get get the music back on. Come on, J.D., come through for these guys. I'm sorry. Here we go. Oh, great one. All right. Oh, Jadini, all we ask is to know the future as you know it. How great are your powers? He, he who tells us the whole future... And we never understand a word. J.D. <laughs> the soothsayer and Madden player. J.D. Yes. A paranormal who can't speak normal. J.D. Right. Tell us your next prediction. I predict. Oh, great one. <laughs> predict for us. I predict that Mike Pence will finally come out of the closet. He's not gay. He's just been hiding in there since those lunatics showed up to hang him in the, at the Capitol. Mmm, Jadini. Tea reader and Chipotle eater. You tell us the future. Oh, Jadiner. Joe, whatever your name is. Jadiner. Jadiner. Waster of writer's time. I see my powers are going on to you. You who murders jokes like Ted Bundy. Jadini. Yes. Oh, Jadini, I predict Jennifer Witz will be on the phone any second to fire you. Yes, Jennifer Witz, who runs SiriusXM. Good prediction. I have a statement to make. Pack your fucking shit, Jadini. Get your mumbly fat ass off my airwaves, goddammit. 
Oh, Jay. Oh, Jennifer, how dare you? Give Jay Dini another chance. Jay Dini, please. He's got a few more jokes, right? He's got more. Oh, yeah. There were 17 (laughs) jokes written. (laughs) Go ahead, Jay Dini. Oh, I predict Taylor Swift will suffer a traumatic injury. God damn it. (laughs) Start again. Taylor Swift. Let me do this. I predict. Yeah, go ahead. Let him go. All right. I <laughs> can do. I predict Taylor Swift will suffer a traumatic. I can't read. Got it. All right. Uh, sorry. I predict Taylor Swift will suffer a traumatic head injury and will be forced to change her name to Taylor Slow. <laughs> to Taylor Slow. <laughs> That's funny. It was a funny joke. You could see he's laughing, buddy. Oh, Jay Dini, you tubby <laughs> turban wearer. Jay Dini. The mushmouth messenger from the great beyond has another prediction. Here he is. Yes. I predict NASA discovers that UFOs are just billionaires from other galaxies. That is such a good joke. Think about that. That really is a good joke. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I thought I was too. I predict NASA will discover that UFO, UFOs are just billionaires from other galaxies. It's a good joke. Uh, no? <laughs> I liked it. Wouldn't that be a funny idea that the aliens finally visit our planet and it turns out they're just a bunch of billionaires from other planets who built rockets like our billionaires? I like it. We'll see that when you have to explain the joke. I think yeah. it's a little too. A little fear. too. Right. Even the one about the the player who walked off the field. Too yeah. much. Daniel Brown. Too much. You know, you got to explain too much. That takes setup. Oh. All I know is we spent a ten whole dollars on the green screen behind Jay Dini for his head could float, and now now we're over budget. Oh, Jay Dini, surely you must have more to tell us about the future. I do. He, I do. he who is bathed in the light of many TVs that he watches every day. He, a man with a heart so full of love and a mouth so full of Doritos, must certainly know the secrets of our future. He, who speaks of the future, but clearly not in English. <laughs> Jay Dini, what is your next prediction? Go ahead. I predict Vanilla Ice will sell his entire music catalog to Sony for a handful of cheese doodles. That's a good joke. That you sabotaged. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I read the joke. You know how everyone is selling their music catalogs for hundreds of millions of dollars? Yes. Yes. Jay Dini's predicting that Vanilla Ice will sell his entire catalog for a bag full of cheese doodles. Handful. Right. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> bagful was the better the way well, to go. Maybe, maybe it was. It maybe, wasn't maybe, maybe, maybe. Sorry. Rabies. I mean, maybe. Jay Dini. The Harry Houdini who can't see his own weenie. Jay Dini. Oh, Jay Dini, please, I beg of you, make your predictions clearer than your speech. Tell us the future, Jay Dini. Jay Dini, 
He who has a brain full of knowledge and a mouth full of marbles. Jay Dini. Your next prediction, please. I predict Howard Stern's favorite new show is My Thousand Pound Transgender Lesbian Stepmom Life. Nice. Oh, Jay Dini, you who can't even get a laugh out of Robin Quivers. Uh, tough Jay Dini, <laughs> you who possesses a full sail degree and a full belly. <laughs> Ye who has been called the pancreatic cancer of comedy. <laughs> oh, yes, Jay Dini. Jay Dini, canceler of comedy, what is your next prediction? Oh, I predict a complete collapse of the global birth rate. After Nick Cannon undergoes a vasectomy. <laughs> she chuckled. She chuckled oh, there. she chuckled. Oh, yeah, chuckle. oh, thief of enjoyment. Oh, killer of shows. <laughs> I predict we will never do this again. This is the last time ever. Oh, I promise. No, when did you start predicting? <laughs> I'm predicting now. Give me that turban. You herpes of humor. Oh, Jay Dini. Are you done? Do you have any more? Well, I think, yeah, I got a few more. You yeah. got more? Oh, all right. <laughs> I would have stopped you after Vanilla Ice and the Cheese Doodles. But go ahead. Uh, Jay Dini. I predict the Equalizer will face down her most dangerous enemies yet. Her most dangerous enemies yet. Hyper. Hyper. <laughs> Hypertension and type 2. All right, all right, all right. Get out of here. I'll do the line. J.D.D. was supposed to say, I predict the equalizer. Well, we figure out the line before J.D. <laughs> I predict That's the amazing. equalizer will face down her most dangerous enemies yet. Hypertension and type 2 diabetes. It's funny. It's funny. It is funny, but you got to get through it. You, you got to let the audience know it. All right, go ahead. Okay. Another one? Oh, Jay Dini. We know you have many predictions. Yes. Ye, who knows all. Oh, COVID of comedy, Jay Dini. What will be your next prediction? Oh, Christ. Excuse me for one Who's minute. There? Oh, God. Here we go now. Oh, it's Dan Rather. Hi, Dan. Howard, there is a mass suicide in the Howard Stern's writer's room. Blood is everywhere. They are cutting each other's hearts out. It is horrible. The writers are begging J.D. to read at least one joke without fucking it up. This is more gruesome than the terror I witnessed in the poppy fields of Huang Sufi. Steve Nowicki now is hanging from the ceiling, and Chris Wilding, I see him bludgering himself with a stapler. It's a terrible sight to behold. One you has think... a samurai sword, and he's committing Harry Carey. This is just oh. awful. It will Mr. take Rather. weeks to clean up the blood and the entrails. Jay Dini, you're horrible. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Rather. Mr. Rather, do you think it would be beneficial to have J.D. just read it in his regular voice, uh, as opposed to the J.D. Dini character? As a newscaster, I always try to be neutral, so I believe that, yes, this may be beneficial. If he just reads it as it is written, it may be ten times better than he is doing right now. All right, I'll give it a try. Thank you, Mr. Rather. That is Dan Rather reporting live from the writer's room. <laughs> J.D., lives are in your hands. Yeah, their livelihoods are on the line. <laughs> 
I'm trying. I'm trying. Oh, Jadini. Oh, COVID of comedy. Oh, Jadini. Ye, who single-handedly put humor on a ventilator. <laughs> Jadini, you are the one who knows the future and generously gives unto us and tells yes. us what we can expect. Oh, Jadini, what is yes. your next prediction? I predict a new deadly strain of COVID that shuts down New York. It's called the Andy Cohen variant. The Andy Cohen variant. Yes. Jadini, bombing. Uh. Oh, Jadini, the Columbine of comedy bits. Ye, whose floats through the air mystically, the aborter of jokes. Jadini. Yes. Your next prediction, please. How many more do you have? I'm going to give them. Let me see. Let me count. I got four more. Four? Let me see. Hold on. I'm going to cut this down right now. Give me one second. This is called live radio. Uh, all right. Do the Ronnie prediction. Let's see how that goes. Okay. Right. Oh, I predict Ronnie will finally admit it was a mistake to move to Las Vegas when a dildo melts in his ass. A dildo? dildo melts a dildo. in his ass. A dildo. A dildo. <laughs> Yee. Jay Dini, who says Deldo instead of Dildo. It ruins the joke. Oh, Jay Dini. Yes, on my birthday, I've never felt older than I do right now. Thank you, Jay Dini. Oh, Jay Dini. The rat poison of punchlines. The Hindenburg of hilarity. Oh, slayer of laughter, Jay Dini. Do the... Um... You know, let's just end it. <laughs> okay, that's fine. With me. There's that's no high note to be had. It's that, your birthday. I'll do whatever you want. Uh, there was an interesting line about Jeff Bezos will shoot all of the unvaccinated people into space by luring them into a rocket ship shaped like Trump's asshole. I like that one, but <laughs> there you, you go. Know. He's yeah, but I think that one funny. Uh, now, now the, the 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 Titanic of funny uh, would have ruined that one. And, uh, oh, Jay Dini. <laughs> Jadini, the 9-11 of chuckles, the joke jihadist you are, the comedy Auschwitz on my birthday that just occurred. Thank you, Jadini. Thank you, Jadini, for using your great psychic powers to butcher jokes we worked on for days. I apologize. I apologize. No apology needed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jadini. For sharing all of the secrets of the universe, except for why I agreed to put you in this role again. Oh, Jay. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know why you did either. Thank you. I'm leaving. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Jay Dini. I beg of you to. Yes, thank you. Thank you, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. Yes, Jay Dini. Thank you, my. Jay Dini, I beg of you to lose your psychic connection now the way you lost your IRS refund to the webcam girls. So, Jay Dini, <laughs> thank you. Jay Dini, the final solution for laughs. Jay Dini. How exciting to Amazing. be visited by the smallpox of punchlines, Jay Dini. <laughs> Everyone loves him. Oh. <laughs> Nice job, JD. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. Wow.
He had this great line and couldn't get out dildo. He could, a dildo. Ronnie had Hell a dildo. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was a good line, I'm telling you. It was, uh, where is that line? Give me a second, Robin. I'm a little rattled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Can we read it again? <laughs> no. I predict Ronnie will finally admit it was a mistake to move to Vegas when a dildo melts in his ass. <laughs> good stuff. Come on. I don't say it's the funniest thing ever written, but it was a, it was a, a chuckle. Oh, that's a cute one. <laughs> it's a chuckle. Worth a chuckle. Remember when Robert Plant said, does anyone remember laughter? I don't remember <laughs> laughter anymore. <laughs> it's the day Not the laughter died. Jadini. Yeah, it was a jokes Jamestown. It was <laughs> as if all the jokes committed suicide. That's right. They all drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. Maybe next year. You know what I'd like to try on my birthday? Ron Dini. <laughs> what do you think of that? Okay. Ron Dini. Ron oh, Ron Dini. Let's meet here again. Same time, same station. Yeah. Jadini, give the turban to Rondini. <laughs> Jim Meyer, who used to run uh, Sirius XM, uh, is on the phone in Jamaica where he is vacationing. He retired oh. from this company. and uh, Now he uh, has several homes. Uh, and now he's at his Jamaican estate. Yes, Jim. Lucky him. Miss you. Yeah. Serious XM Pandora Stitcher, and this is what you do to my fucking airwaves. What the fuck is going on there, Stern? Yeah, he's upset. There you go. Yeah, he's wow. quality programming anytime he tunes in. Hmm. Man. Jay Dini. There you go. You want to... Here's Bobo. He's been anxious to say happy birthday. Yes, Bobo. Okay. Hey, happy birthday there, Howard. Thank I gotta you. say, after listening to the wrap-up show yesterday, I'm totally convinced, without a shadow of a doubt, that Mike Perman is not lying because Gary asked him to swear on his daughter. Nobody does that, right? Yeah, I, I believe hesitate. Mike. So you're absolutely right. He didn't hesitate. Did. That's why you don't believe him. A lot of people no, wrote in. You don't swear on your children, Robin. Uh, I, okay. I, even me, as a Roman Catholic, I would never do that. One time you did, and you were lying, though, weren't you? Didn't we catch you in a lie? You swore even on your children? I could swear yeah, there was a... Yeah, I don't know that as a Roman Catholic. Nope. Mm. No way. I don't know. I seem to remember you in a studio, and I had you cornered, and I made you swear in your children's life, and you did, and then we found out you were not telling the truth. I seem to no, remember something. I'd never something go there, Mike. I can't. Uh -huh. that's, no, no. That's, that's off limits. Any show archivists out there who remember a moment who like that? remember that? Yeah. Nah, you're gonna have to really dig deep, and you won't find it. I kind of remembered when I took away your privileges, and I had a bobo-free summer. I think you were so filled with angst that you you swore on your children's lives. And oh, I know you, what you mean. There was yep. a time when I, I was so upset when you took away the bobo name in the studio, and I was supposed ah. to be meeting my son. I said, I don't know if I'm going to meet him. He said, Bobo, you can't do that. It's your son. I said, Yeah, but I I met up with him anyway. But that was the only thing. But I never swore on anybody. Mm, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, on this topic, uh, Ronnie versus uh, Perlman, the bagel caper, in which we uh, got into yesterday, uh, some people agreed with Ronnie. Mike has you guys wrapped around his finger. You believe anything against Ronnie. Mike Perlman is a liar. Believe what you need to. Ronnie, I believe you. 
Mike definitely fucked with Ronnie's bagel. I don't buy his innocent act one bit. I'm on Team Ronnie. Mike's a gaslighter. What is a gaslighter again? I forget. I don't really understand that term. Somebody needs to explain it to me. I remember Natalie Maines wrote a song about gaslighter, and she described it to me, and I was like, oh, what the fuck yeah. is she talking about? I don't even know. And I'm I, think it means, I, I think it means when somebody tries to convince you that you're crazy, like that you, mm. like Mike's trying to convince Ronnie that um, that nothing happened when, in fact, he did it, so he's gaslighting him. In other words, <clears throat> you make someone doubt their reality. I see. Exactly. It's mm. based on uh, a Hitchcock movie called Gaslight. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a gaslighter. I do that to people. Thank you. <laughs> My kids sometimes would accuse me of that. They'd say something, and then I go, no, 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 that's not the way. And they go, but they didn't have the term gaslighter. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Team Mike Perlman. Ronnie's an old man who definitely forgot what he did with the bagel. I love Ronnie, but when he was describing everyone laughing at him with the bagel, he sounded like David Berkowitz when he claimed the next-door neighbor's dog made him do it. So there you go. Some people think, Ronnie, why are you so fucking angry and paranoid? Mike didn't touch your fucking bagel, and not everyone who calls to discuss something related to you is out to get you. You need to learn to stop screaming and listen once in a while. And one listener wants to get our lie detector guy, Ed Torian, on the job. Listening to Ronnie with Mike Perlman with their horrible New York accents is like listening to two mentally challenged people argue over what brand of water is wetter. Have Ed Torian come in and settle this once and for all. Another listener, and this is interesting, detects some intense sexual tension. Howard, the sexual tension between Ronnie and Mike Perlman is palpable. Ronnie wants to be Mike Perlman. Young, good-looking, handsome, built. Muscular. 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 If Perlman (laughs) can generate that much emotion from Ronnie, he could probably make him wet. And remember, Howard, when you asked Ronnie when he was hypnotized who he would sleep with on staff, the first person he said was Mike Perlman. And that is true. I went back to the archives, and I listened when Ronnie was Angelina, the hot chick who was hypnotized. And, in fact, he did mention immediately uh, Mike Perlman. Listen, Angelina, who's the guy on the staff you really want to fucking tell me what you do to him? Well, he kind of, he's kind of like a behind-the-scenes guy, so I don't, I don't know if anybody would know who he was. That's the problem. Mm, who is it? <laughs> it's just us. Oh. <laughs> he's fucking smoking hot. Who is he's smoking it? hot? Who is it? Mike you Perlman. Mike, Mike Perlman. Mike Perlman. <laughs> what would you do to Mike Perlman? <laughs> he's he's rugged, tough. right? He's rugged. Yeah. He's got shot. He got shot. Right. <laughs> shot. He's, he's bad. That. Yeah. yeah. Bad boy. He's a bad boy. You know. Right. You fuck his brains out. Oh. That would be like, see, you would be like, I say, clear your calendar for the day. He would be a weekend deal. Oh. Oh. I only get a day with Angelina. <laughs> you only need a day. Yeah. Mike Perlman needs a weekend. With Ronnie. I mean, Angelina. <laughs> Angelina doesn't seem to mind if Mike fucks with her bagel. <laughs> nice. He could fuck All right. a lot more. Hey, Howard. Bob, one more thing yes, Bob. Earth-shattering news. I was reading the New York Times online. They gave a guy a pig's heart. Did you read about that? This I did not. I need to tell you about that. Is that yeah, right? A pig's fantastic. heart? That's fantastic. A real, this, you know, he was, the pig was raised to, you know, be genetically close to human. 
and you know they grew the heart and then they this guy could not last or qualify to get on a list for the transplant of a human heart Mm -hmm. and so they you know there was no recourse he was going and so he said well experiment on me then and they said okay we want to put a pig heart in somebody and guess where it was university of maryland where i went to nursing school wow they put a pig heart in him and he's still with us it's working so far they don't know how long it's going to last because this is totally experimental. But the guy's glad he's got some more days to go. Oh, this is awesome. How, how many days, Rob? Maybe you don't know the answer, but how many no. days has he been alive with the pig heart? Do we know? I think it only happened a few days ago. It hasn't been like weeks. Wow. It's only a few days. But days. he says he's awake and he, the doctor said he's awake and... You know, he decided, why not? If I if it doesn't work, he says, you'll learn something. So he decided to be a part of an experiment. Remember when you first met me and you thought that I had received a uh, face transplant from a pig? And uh, <laughs> I, des- I described to you that, no, this is all the stern genetics. <laughs> this is a human face. Yeah, this is a human face. Remember that? And th- th- we had a good laugh that day, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was interesting. I was like, wow, there oh. they go. They got that pig heart in somebody's chest. Shit, I just hung up on Bobo, and I wish I hadn't. Oh. Hey, Bobo, come on back. Get Bobo back on the line. Here, I knew there was, I remember him swearing on his child's life. He did, did he? Bobo once swore on his son's life that he fucked himself with a vacuum cleaner. Remember I said oh. to him, I don't believe you, that he fucked, right. the, he, he fucked a, va- a vacuum cleaner. Or he put yeah, it in his ass. He wanted ass. to assure us that he had fucked a, a vacuum cleaner. He was proud of it. So when he says he never swore in his son's life, I'm going to say, Bobo, you're wrong. You did. I don't care if you're a Roman Catholic or not. You did it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I think Excuse. he's saying he wouldn't lie if he did it. He's saying he wouldn't swear on his kid's life no matter what. At all, yes. That's, that's right. Ugh. Well, that's cool. I mean, I feel bad for the pig. He's probably like, well, this guy's so great, I got to die. <laughs> all right, what did he yeah. do? But for me, I would take a pig's heart. I feel bad for the pig. But again, I don't, uh, uh, we have to see what this life looks like. Every life isn't worth living. <laughs> You're saying this guy might not have such a great life, and maybe <laughs> it was time to go. Winking or something. I don't know. <laughs> the guy's 57 years old, and the pig heart transplant happened on Friday. So yeah, well, all right, he's still alive. He's still. It's Tuesday. That's pretty cool. Bobo, just for the record, you did swear on your kid's yep. life. When I said no. to you, I don't, I don't believe you about the vacuum cleaner thing where you fucked. What did you do? You fucked the vacuum cleaner, or you put it in your ass? What did you do again? Yeah. Back in the day, yeah, when I was like 19, put it in my ass, I think it was. Yeah. You think it was? You can't remember yeah. what the other weird, crazy thing was. It was essential you vacuum. Yeah, it was essential vacuum. And, uh, yeah. When he snaps at the essential towel, vacuum. Kind of, yeah, it's essential vacuum. Though. Yeah, I fucked it. <laughs> you see, he's. he's He's bragging about that vacuum like you would if you would fuck the movie star, you know? Like, like he, yeah. yeah, he had uh, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, back in the day when I was young and hot. Yeah. Into my pond. 
That was 19. Back in, I got back it. Back in my prime when I was prime stupid, I fucked my <laughs> vacuum cleaner. I stuck it in my ass. You know, I was like, he's proud. But anyway, for the record, I said to you I didn't believe you, and you swore on the life of your son that you did fuck the vacuum cleaner. Hello? Yeah, well, I don't remember that, but I, I wouldn't swear against him. In other words, I wouldn't lie. You know what I mean? I, I don't like swearing on anybody. Here it is. Well, you said you would never swear. As a Roman Catholic, you would never swear on your son's right, life. Right, I don't you did. remember that. Here, here it is. I'll refresh your memory. All right, you ready, Bobo? Yeah, go ahead. Swear on your son's life. Ooh. That you fucked yourself with a vacuum cleaner. I swear on my son's life. All right. Then I believe him. There you go. Wow. So what, see, when Bobo calls in, there's Not always... Not even any hesitation, Bobo. No. I had a weak None. moment. <laughs> <laughs> your whole life has been a life of weak moments. <laughs> Name a, a moment in your life when you weren't weak. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? All right. Thank you very much. Marianne from Brooklyn. No birthday show would be complete without a Marianne from Brooklyn phone call. Yes. Oh, my God. How would I was wish you a happy birthday or, or stay off the line today because I love you so much and we have so many memories and I think Howard that this was a great birthday and Jadini was so bad it was good and Mike Perlman is lying Howard Mike Perlman jumped out a window in high school he took a bullet like he was brushing his teeth he's, he, I think he's incredibly smart and incredibly talented and incredibly handsome but he did it Howard he did it and he'll go to his wow. grave because that's his type he'll go to Interesting. And Howard, did you see the Mets Christmas card? Yes. Isn't it fabulous? Yes, he's fabulous. Thank you. All right. Mary Ann from Brooklyn wishing me a happy birthday. She is a character. She brings up stuff the audience doesn't even know what she's talking I know, about. I know. She's but almost it's as right. bad as Jadini. You're like you're yeah. trying to keep up with her, but then she goes into the weeds. <laughs> oh. On uh, March 9th. 2020, Bobo also swore in his children's life that he doesn't buy bots for social media. So that was the second time. Whoa. So the guy, the guy calls in and says, I would never Damn. swear on my children's life. I'm a Roman Catholic. We don't do Damn. that. And uh, now, just in this quick couple of seconds, we have found two instances Jeez. of Bobo swearing <laughs> on his children's life. Another weak moment. Right. <laughs> you know. Unbelievable. All right, Ralph, what's up? Bobo is like the worst liar ever. He can't even keep his lies straight. I mean, no. it's ridiculous. <laughs> By the way, Ralph, um, yesterday cried on air, and people did were people moved. people write about that? They did. They did. And people were shocked. Let me play well, a clip. I know I was shocked. Let me, for shocking, those of you who Robbie. missed it. Here's Ralph crying about his sister who was helped by Bob Saget, St. Bob Saget. Here you go. My sister's a mess, you know, because he, he saved her life. I can't talk. It's upsetting, you know. You know, it, like when you're sick and you don't know why you're, why you're sick, you know. It's just, oh. uh, sorry. Sorry. You love this <laughs> shit. Why am I saying sorry? Oh, this is good. This is good. I didn't know I'm you had like, a heart. I, got, I was yeah, going to say, really... the day the meanest man on earth cried. Stop it. On Tuesday's you know, show, Ralph I, I, cried, I thinking about, and the fans, sorry. 
they are moved by this. Uh, Ralph claims, this is sad, he's so embarrassed that he cried, he, he blames not being able to talk on the fact that he was choked up and had a poor phone connection. He's claiming that he didn't technically cry. I, I believe he did. Oh, he's trying to take his cry back? I Listen, I cry all the time. I don't care. I mean, you know, if I cried, I was just... You I cried. cried. I, uh, okay, I cried. But yeah. what I think so why, why are you taking is, it back? I, I don't know. Whatever. I got I got emotional, but I was more choked up. So I couldn't even talk. Are you ashamed that you cried? No. I was I was impressed with you showing emotion about your sister and yeah. Bob Saget and you're you're erasing it all. No. I cry all the time. It's mostly at TV and movies, but <laughs> All right, let's read the email. Let's read the email about this. Well, Here's how you know 2022 is going to be a wild year already. Ralph made me tear up when talking about Bob Saget. Fucking Ralph. Yeah. This one says. Expect that to happen. Hey, asshole. Crying is my move, you hack. Signed Jimmy Kimmel, host of uh, Late Night with Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy was jealous. Kimmel, Kimmel. Tuesday, January 11th was the day we found out Ralph Sorella has a heart. And finally, this found one. it. What are you talking about? That was a nice, very real moment. That was a nice, very real moment with Ralph talking about his sister. Bob Saget seemed like a real mensch, which is Italian for a real human being. Beautiful. And um, and again, earlier in the show, the uh, this is my birthday. We decided to go low key this year. Uh, the big birthday show moment was Bob Saget wishing me a happy birthday. Amazing. And I played it, and I'm going to play it again. Here we go for Ralph. Hey, Howard, Bob Saget here, and I just want to wish you a happy birthday. I'm really happy because you're older than me, and you got a real hot ass. There it is. <laughs> All right, don't be an asshole. You did something good. And, uh... Crocodile tears. We got real tears yesterday. Right. You know what I thought was funny? Uh, Chris is busy laughing at me. Meanwhile, he's on the air crying about some guy who fucked him in the ass really good on the beach. I'm like, did he at cry? least I'm crying over something important. Did Did Chris cry? Yeah, he he was on the air crying the other day when he was calling in from Panama, and he was talking about how he loved with this guy he was who, who you he's know, no longer he with him, and then he's cool. And he's goofing, yeah, and then he's goofing on me for crying because Bob Saget uh, pretty much saved my sister's life. So I just thought that was weird. I don't remember. I don't recall Chris crying. I mean, what I find funny is we told Chris this relationship wasn't going to last, and sure enough, it didn't. Um, you know, Chris was on the air screaming how he's in love with this guy. Oh, remember, going, don't say this and don't do that because I really want this relationship to work. Next thing you know, it's over. Ralph, have you consoled Chris at all about this? I know Ralph said to Chris, stop carrying on about this guy so yeah, much. You're, you're, you're a little too. Deal. You're making too big a deal. Like, let it let it play out a bit, son. And uh, Chris yeah, probably I, should. I just, I, I just thought Chris was giving in too many things and being too open with him and just, you know, <laughs> just making the guy not work for it a little bit. Like, work for Chris. You know, Chris is busy doing all the work with this guy. Chris is a right. catch. Meanwhile, he's running around like this guy's like a god. And he, he was okay, but he wasn't like a, a 10 or anything. Oh, did you see you those abs, Ralph? <laughs> you didn't think that Chris's yeah, boyfriend Chris was a abs. 10? I mean, calm down with the abs, Chris. <laughs> what do you mean, Ralph, when you say to Chris, 
calm down with those abs. I mean, um, what do you mean? Well, every, every minute he was about the guy's abs, even on the air. He's like, I, I, Chris, can we talk? Like, you have a you have like a weird fat uh, ab fetish that started with every uh, gay guy has an abs fetish. Dummy. No, but you were turned you were turned on by the Batman costume. <laughs> Batman <laughs> oh, stop it! How dare you? Don't go there. You know, okay. in a way, Chris, <laughs> uh, I I like this because I feel now privy to your private conversations with Ralph. I like Ralph advising <laughs> you about love, and I like hearing it. And and Ralph yeah. is right, you know. But but I also relate to Chris in this sense. I was a sucker for a woman in a belly shirt. There are girls that I had sex with, you know who gave themselves to me, and I was grateful. <laughs> but all they had was a flat belly. Everything else was a mess. But I would see them in a belly shirt, and I would get excited. Um, you would go crazy. I, know I would go crazy. <laughs> well, uh, well, yes, you probably know a few. Yeah, yeah. No, really? I one in particular who was a big pain in the ass, but she wore a belly shirt, and you were like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who you mean. Oh, yeah, I'll goodness. tell you later. I mean, my God. Yeah, tell me later. Was I really that bad? Yeah, she was so annoying. <laughs> but she, she was? Shirt. Yeah, yeah. How did I you act like you don't know this about yourself? She wasn't annoying. I, I was referring to women <laughs> before you. I got... I was referring to women, like, you know, before I got famous, maybe like a one-nighter or something. You know, you see a belly and you go, oh, you know what? Yeah. That looks good to me. I can get hard over Look. that. All so, uh, I have to do is think back to that day on the set on Channel 9. Yeah. Snapple Girl had a bare midriff. I know. It drives me and crazy. there she was. I can't even tell you how inane this conversation was, Chris. <laughs> and Howard I believe was hanging it. on every word. She was uh-huh. very interesting to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> and a girl, a girl has that Flat, 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 tight. It's not oh. abs. It's just a flat, mm, super flat belly. Stomach. And she wears the, the belly bow. button. Yeah. <laughs> like there Beth is. has a great stomach and I go crazy. Yes. She, you know, yeah. if I see her stomach, I just go, I need to have sex with you. It's just a thing with me. <laughs> that yeah. flat. And I've never had a flat belly my entire life, but <laughs> I admire it in other people. Um, yeah, I've got a nice big belly. Uh, but it's wonderful. But, but Ralph, Ralph is right. You know, we can get crazy over, you know, the way you were carrying on. I think oh, Ralph, I you were giving him. I admit it. I was, I was totally infatuated with this guy. And I, I don't, I don't remember if I cried on the air, but I cried a lot after the breakup. I cried so much. I got like a growth on my eye. One of my tear ducts actually clogged up. I had to go see a doctor. So. Um, I get it, and um, it's hard. It's, it's hard when you are you, you know really you that upset? I mean, what what exactly upset. what exactly broke you guys up? Well, it, it it was a lot of red flags, but it culminated with the ex who apparently had moved out was suddenly coming back into town, mm. and they were going to be hosting parties yeah, together, the, and you know, but, it, it just but didn't. Chris, sit right you knew there. this. You 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 knew this. You those red flags were way up and you know and we do this we get involved with people even though it's bad but like it was no shock so so if it's no shock then you knew no but it's no but it still was a shock because i believe the guy had moved out and i believe that he was moving into a new place and i don't know if any of that's true now and so yeah i guess i'm a sucker 
but it, no, it, not a shocker. it's hard it, when you have someone you in your love. life. You got to know, Ralph, I had this guy in my life since like 2018. We weren't serious in the last six months we were. But I had this guy in my life for, for years. So I don't even have, I can't even text him anymore. Everything's blocked. He's blocked me. I blocked him. And it's very sad. There's a piece of me that feels like it's missing. And well, it's completely sad too, because this is, this is what relationships are now. It's swiping. It's Instagramming. Yeah. It's blocking. It's just not, it's this weird wall you can put up and maybe you couldn't do that. Ralph, be like that. What do you make of the fact that Chris is not a bottom? And he was so in love with this guy, he gave his asshole to this guy freely. I mean, he was constantly bottoming for him. Uh, by did, the way, did, that's, I, think that, I think that's pretty, yeah, I think that's pretty major. I mean, this guy was fucking pounding him from what I hear. Exactly. Oh, we, we, that was we my point. We were breaking walls. Oh, my God. <laughs> we were putting did, did holes he, into the walls. How is your asshole, by the way? Is it uh, yeah, did Okay. He my ass is fine. Listen, I I don't I don't want to disparage anyone, but let's just say um, it was the right penis to to do that activity with. It wasn't it wasn't so big that it caused permanent damage. So uh, you know, I don't want penis. I don't want. You know, I'm not saying it's small. It was just, it was fine. It just wasn't because I've seen some guys who've really taken it with with big fist like penises, and their assholes never recover. I mean, right. they look like, like to, to quote Sasha Baron Cohen, a wizard's sleeve, you know, like, so they never, <laughs> they is never it, uh, answer a question. I've never been fucked yes. in the ass. Is it hard to Certainly shit after not. that? Like, or, or does it make it easier, actually? No, it's easier. Wow. <laughs> it's easier Isn't that something? You just, you're opened up and you fart wow. easier too. Like they just kind of slide out of you. Nice. Ralph. Everything falls out. Did Chris, <laughs> yeah. Should Chris Sometimes have. At the wrong time. Don't you think Chris should have been maybe more withholding with his ass? In other words, he gave too much of himself to this guy too quickly. Would you agree with that? No, I, I don't know that necessarily. There were other things I can't remember right now, but just the general, like the general, like just making it there too was easy no trust. for this guy. There was like, no like trust. The, the, the last straw. The last straw for me was when the guy asked him to bring a dildo to Panama. It's like, yo, dude, no. You were like, out then. You, <laughs> you were out of the relationship <laughs> at that point. <laughs> yeah, was Ralph was him. checked out at that point. Yeah, Why was that was such nobody. a turnoff, Ralph? Why was it so bad that this gentleman? Wanted uh, Chris to bring a dildo to Panama. Because listen, <laughs> if you didn't put a dildo in my ass. Y you bring it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, trotting a dildo around. Thank God I didn't. Thank God I didn't. The heat of passion. That's one thing. Well, but, like for me, we went to one know. of these little islands outside of the city. And one of the things they do, I didn't know this, is every once in a while, as you go on the island, like literally, the army will come in. And they'll start inspecting your bags. And it's not a discreet inspection. They're doing it around families with children. And, and I mean, I, would, I, I probably would be in a jail somewhere. Like, I, they probably wouldn't uh, allow that. Like, yeah, Panama's a little probably, less lenient than this country, I'll tell you. Well, especially with the dildo I would have brought. It would have been, you know, veiny. I think the thing I'm driving at is... You know how some women save themselves for their wedding? Like, maybe you should have saved your ass for your wedding night, you know, or something, you know, further <laughs> yeah, that's down. That's special. That's a real I will hey, make Chris, it in, um, Yeah. I'm, I'm yes, curious. No. I don't know. I've never asked you this. Did hmm. Did you ever used to fuck him, or was <laughs> yeah. it always, or did it start out he, like that? And are you a bottom now? No. 
If I'm, if I'm not a bottom now, and I'll address that in a moment. But no, I never fucked him. Anyway. He hinted at it. He hinted that he wanted it. I would have had a beautiful ass, a beautiful, beautiful uh, culo, mm. uh, to quote well, him. Uh, but no, I never, I never did. Why? He, but, um, he didn't want it. He. he, he he said he wanted it, and then we, when when we were together, I don't know that he did necessarily. But topping is a lot of pressure too, Howard. I mean, you got to stay hard, real hard. You got to mm. get in there with the condom, you know. And a lot of guys really want it a certain way, and if you can't provide that, they lose interest very quickly. So I was worried maybe if I fucked that up, um, I'd lose. You were too worried. You, know. you were too worried about I everything. Was. Everything. As Ralph says, you know, Chris, you're a catch. You know, maybe you, you were too worried about losing this guy. I mean, maybe he yeah, should have been kissing your ass more, you know? You know I was, think it, the guy he was with was saving his culo for his real boyfriend. Oh, God, that that's a horrible call. I don't even, yeah. even want to. Honestly, Robin, that's the shit that keeps that, me up at night and makes me feel sick. I don't even want was, to think about that it. That was shocking that Robin said I'm that. I'm, I, I'm, I apologize. <laughs> I'm going to I mean, uh, it's a dark Chris, thing. You you're made better, him cry. You're, bet, you're better <laughs> off that you did how you felt and you went with your feelings and you didn't, you know, try to be different. But it's just too bad you couldn't held back a little bit. But, you know, fuck this guy. It doesn't matter because he would have shown his true colors at some point ever, anyway. So, you know, audio. I know, but you know what it is? At like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. if I can't sleep, I miss him. I really miss him. And Take I, a sleep and until. I'm sad. And, uh, that's great. Advice. You know what, Ralph? I got to say, I will say this about Ralph, because people are probably thinking to themselves, who would take advice from Ralph? But I, I have been advised by Ralph on various occasions. Uh, I remember at one point I was seeing someone. He came to me and he said, uh, you got to get away from this person. Uh, I don't feel uh, she's um, worthy of you. Wow. Uh, she's a pain in the ass. And I said, really? And he would evaluate each of uh, the women that I would date, and uh, he was uh, he was a help actually. Maybe he opened my eyes to a couple of relationships. And who else so, would uh, be better about telling you how to get over? Getting over <laughs> a relationship. Than Ralph, right. who's never been in a relationship. <laughs> he or, did or give me good advice, one. and he he defended a lot of the behavior in this guy that actually made me maybe would have left him sooner. So he gave a he gave an honest judgment. Um, and and I do apologize for I just, laughing. I just felt there you got to give them a chance, and, and it's a and also relationships are hard under the best of circumstances. Here yeah. you are in here, and he's in Panama, and you, you know yeah. it's just a horrible way to communicate and the way people people well, now. What you're saying is, what does it say about our country and the obesity problem that Chris had to go to Panama for abs? <laughs> <laughs> it's a that's pretty sad commentary. All right, listen, boys, I got to uh, end this um, gab. Wait, fest. but we didn't find out. Is Chris, is Chris a, a, a bottom? Or is he, is oh, he said he's uh, not a bottom. Anymore. I want to make an announcement. I don't want every yes, guy who gets together with me now to think I'm going to be giving him my ass back nope. there. It depends on a lot of factors, one of which is the size of your penis. I'll take it under advisement, but as far as I'm concerned right now, I'm, I'm a top. So peace and What's love. What's your size limit? What's your size limit? Oh, six in, six inches, and and I don't want it very thick either. If it's going back there, it should resemble a oh. finger. <laughs> <laughs> There's no hope for us, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> mm, I know. <laughs> Ralph's You're very thick. Big. <laughs> I know. It's not the length; it's his thickness that it overwhelmed me. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> oh, got big balls. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I've seen Ralph's cock. 
It's a very really? decent size. I must say. Yeah, I've seen Ralph Scott. I've sure. heard. Yeah, he showed I it to me. Really that. I saw. I had one time he was fucking around. I was trying on some clothes and he pulled his underwear down and I saw his cock. <laughs> we, you, you know, if a guy does that, it's big. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You didn't see me pulling my underwear down, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, you want to see yeah. a funny joke? <laughs> Big cock. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was like kidding around, like pretending. I don't know what he was doing, but he's, he was yeah, telling me. I don't me, know what you pretend when you the pull way, your pants. Yeah. By the way, guys that make jokes like that um, are looking for something. Let me just tell you that. Absolutely. Well, he, I'm like, oh, well, he wanted uh -huh. what happened after that? Yeah, I had a higher bodyguard. He was almost uh, he was attacking me. He was overpowering me. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. So just so you know, as of January twelfth, Chris will no, no longer bottom. Peace and love. Peace Nothing. and love. There you go. Under he will under certain circumstances. Of course. Floodgates aren't open. Let me tell you something. This is a guy who I saw went from being a confirmed top, no interest in bottoming. He meets a guy with some nice abs. Next thing you know, he's on his belly, taking it in the ass. So uh, you don't believe anything this guy says. Getting yelled at in Spanish. Yeah. The things he fucked. For not being a bottom, he's even getting fucked through his diarrhea. So there you go. There you go. Didn't slow him down, didn't slow me down. Right. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, oh, please. What a perfect birthday show this has been. Thank you, Chris. Happy Thank birthday. You, Ralph. Happy birthday, Happy Howard. Birthday. I love you. Birthday, I love love you. you, too. Love you all. Thank you, Ralph. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Robin, of course. I'm going to go upstairs and open up Robin's gift. She got me a gift for my birthday. I'm going to open it up, and I'm going to look at it. I hope you like um, it. <laughs> no, I'll like it. You always get great gifts. She does. Very thoughtful. Very very beautiful and very thoughtful woman. Robin Quivers. Uh, I I have no problem saying that. Well, there you go. I mean. Another year. Another year. There you go. There you go. And I think the Oprah, um, the journal will be here tomorrow. Oh, did you really get me there? I did because oh, you didn't know what to write in your journal. You oh, went, I know what I to think write. Your Oprah could give you some ideas. I don't need any help from Oprah. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm sending one thing it to I you. Got, I don't want it. <laughs> one thing I got is ideas. Don't worry about me, Oprah. <laughs> no, journal. You, you know, to make you a better human being. You know how you're mm. talking about your adventure girls and how don't, these all uh, things are uplifting and positive. Don't ruin journaling for me by sending me Oprah's journal ideas. I'm going to. I can't keep it. Mm. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll have to stop journaling. It would have been in your box, but Oprah can't even get these things to you. <laughs> it's too difficult. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, everybody have a nice day. I will tell you that... Do I have to tell you anything? Oh, yes, I do. 